Welcome to Tales from the East End, episode 75, and we are back from our little hiatus. So, uh, Monty Madness Prof. Greetings. Sponsored still by the fantastic Cario Penny Hill, who have provided us with some gorgeous beers. And they're on the Cobra today, Prof, and it's going down a tree. The hair of the dog, as they say, because I'm, uh, I'm still hanging. I'm not feeling great. If I sound hungover, it's because I am. <laughs> Yeah, we were out last night and uh, we had a the black, Pines. We had a Black Friday in the Pines, mm. meaning a lot of Guinness was consumed. Oh, I like to see what you did there, that was good. Um, Mick yeah. McCarthy ruled himself out of the orange job. <laughs> God help me, some wild. Yeah, so we finally had an old point in the Pines and it was, uh, it was good crack. But paying for it now, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so Multi Madness, delighted to be back and it's been a long off season so far. Shamrock Rumours has gone wild. There's uh, not much going on. All the players on holiday, and we're just dealing with our own madness. Really, we're just making up things now, and hoping it'll stick. So uh, our guests as well, they'll be here soon. And before they arrive, we're going to have some chit chat. And uh, yeah, so Prof, what have we got? Well, the end of season special. We had thirteen <laughs> lunatics, hundred and sixty-two cans consumed according to Johnny Blues. <laughs> I like the way you counted. So a good night. In yeah, it was great. And uh, Mammy Blue, of course, provided the sambos. Went down an absolute treat. So thanks to Nanny Una. And it was fantastic <coughs> stuff. And the Mickey D impression. Amazing. This got a great reaction. Amazing. Everyone loved this. Absolutely loved it. I, I didn't know what to expect. Because you were telling me about it. <laughs> yeah. And you were saying it was brilliant. And I was like, oh, yeah, be all right. And he blew it out of the water. It was brilliant. I was talking to a couple of lads afterwards, Dino and Bucket. And they were like... When I said Mike, Michael D. Higgins, they actually started looking around. They were like, surely not. Yeah, he's here somewhere. He's, he's, he's quite small. He's on the table. And then when Deco sat down, they were convinced it was going to be a train wreck. And as soon as he opened his mouth, it was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Excellent. Some fella. We DJ Dan and Fieldser. They were, they were there before they head off to Australia. Uh, Fieldser is... Oh, jeez, I'm not sure what part they're going to, but his do is this coming Friday, I think. So, oh, welcome. It's a... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where it is, to be honest. Some po- some booze are in town, but mm-hmm. Fields are goals out and under anyway. And DJ Dan, of course, is already over there. And he'd be spinning the decks. Everyone made it to the show on time, except for Connor Foley. Of course, he got lost The somehow. clocks went back an hour, and he was still an hour late. This guy is... is he's Hell. hilarious. He's a good kid. I've good news, Gar. Go on. It's we back. have his history segment coming back. It's back, Gar. It's Connor's Corner. Connor's Corner. Right. <laughs> Go on. I, I know the one you're on about. I know which message you went on about. The last one was brilliant. This, I think this might this, top it. This is going to top it. So this is a message that was sent in the WhatsApp group. Yes. So. Or in the early hours of the morning and the weekend. So Connor says, Tin is an absolutely kip. <laughs> Didn't get in to about five place. Needed up in Diva. Was talking to Jill. Once to join the mighty Hood <laughs> on lawn in February. There, T H E R E, looking to send him out. Jan anyway. So why not take a a chebe? <laughs> what? What? A chebe? A chebe? Spell it. A-C-H. <laughs> I don't know. 
A-C-H-E-B-E. I'm, you know what? I'll, I'll gladly buy the cans for him to drink and get pissed and just send those messages so we can read them out. Oh, oh, so that was Connor's Corner. Brilliant. And um, Yeah, so he was an hour late and I met uh, Mc, McCairns on the way. On the way down. Because I'm only a couple of minutes walk from, from Johnny Blues. So he was on the way down and I was carrying a giant black sack over my shoulder. Wondering I, what it was. I could just see Mick looking at me. He's like, what's that? <laughs> like, it was actually like, it was one of those zip bags like you carry your carbs in. Yeah. <laughs> you said it on me. <laughs> but, uh, I was carrying the Hooperman. So that's Hoop- what Prof does in the weekends. I was anyway. carrying the Hooperman suit. Prof Ho- Gacy Riley. Hooperman made an appearance in the show. Um, yeah, so everyone stuck around until it was over. Bucket went home to change nappies, which I didn't know about. Was it his own or has he got a child? Assume <laughs> he has a child. Uh, we didn't get everyone's list of hatred edition. He told us that he would have added Brentford to the list. Brentford, why? There was something where he couldn't get into a game or something. And he wants to put Brentford on, yeah. Um, Rob Lavelle, he was there as well. And his father wants to know why he is the king of smut. Uh, he's, he's the master of smut. He's absolutely It's a conversation they need to have in private. Every video I watch, I'm just thinking, Roy, what's going to happen here? <laughs> Terrified. You're thinking, some fella doing volleys in the park. I'm just thinking, Roy, this is going to split into some other horrendous video now you can't watch them on the bus you can't watch them in public go into the no. bathroom and just open no. these videos you'd be sweating in public yeah. worrying what's I got stung happen. with a few of them in awkward uh, locations before so um, Fields I said this he says have to say great day yesterday you are all a pack of fucking nutters wouldn't get days like that from just sitting watching Yanira or the pool so uh, some some high praise from Fields yeah Tommy Tommy says splendid evening at Johnny Blues for the recording of the Tales from the East End in the season special. Cheers to Gary and Carl for the invite. Also, no idea what these are for, but whatever floats is our bow. He's talking about the little, the balls, you know, the pool of, of balls. Yeah, 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 for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Just took a picture of it. Like, There's that? about 300 of them anyway. And Rebecca Dunn, aka Risky Rebecca. Risky Rebecca. She tweeted, had a brilliant day and night at the Tales from the East End. End season session. Nice to mix with a new circle of people. That's what it's all about. We were talking about this last night with yeah. with Ray and and uh, Mick. That we didn't know most of the guys. Maybe six months ago, and it's just kind of happened through the podcast. Someone will come up to you and say, "Oh, how are you? I like the podcast, whatever." And, and there, you, there you go. You've met someone new. You're a pal, and then we've now we're going away with them. We're going to Stockholm. Most it was, it's fantastic. So it's it's mm. it's definitely helping out in that regards. I thought that was a great blend of people, it was, it was young and old, and just deadly. mix of personalities. That photo of the whack just telling everyone stories and people mm. just hanging off his words. And we we contacted fourteen people, and only one person couldn't make it. Yeah. It's like that was our original list. Normally we have to go through a few, don't we? Yeah. But um, yeah, no, we we'll be planning our our next list soon enough as well Rebecca and uh, Rebecca and Dave turned into a bit of a family therapy session there for a while <laughs> lots of editing <laughs> loved uh, Mick Hearns and uh, Davey at the end Mick is young, just young ultimate Davey. storyteller isn't he but there was such a mix match of Davey thought we put him on the spot yeah I thought it was I thought it wasn't, wasn't too bad now I think uh, that's what you want. didn't put him on the spot we asked him some pressing questions but I mean he, he handled them very well so nah, he was a great laugh yeah but just cool like I, I was trying to I put them at the end because I just thought Mick Kearns was an obvious one to have at the end yeah and then he was involved in the making of his new stand 
and Davy isn't isn't the ultra isn't able to make a decision. And the big debate is to go over, and, uh, and yeah. that actually sparked the debate. It was cool watching them, the two of them talk about that. Which is possible. It's possible we will be on that, but uh, there'll be more on that as the silly season uh, yeah, so goes great on. Show. Great show, I yeah. love that. Brilliant. So check it out on SoundCloud if you haven't already heard it. We posted it at the end of October. And if you don't have SoundCloud, it's on most podcast platforms, like we said. Mm-hmm. It just gets put on to them. And um, yeah, so um, team news. Uh, we already had Manus, Horgan, Bazunu, Boyle, Grace, Finn, Watts, Aaron Green, Trevor Clark and Dean Williams on their contract. Uh, first, the club announced Greg Bulger and Dan Carr re-signing Joey O'Brien, Joao Cousteau, Dean Dillon, Sean Boyd, Sam Bone, all new deals as well. And in the club statement, it was known that new contracts were agreed with Sean Cavanagh, Aaron Bulger, and Brandon Cavanagh over the course of the year. So, so the latest one to come true was Pico Lopez. Yeah, after a bit of uh, some deliberations, he um, some people speculated it was because of his broken fingers that he literally could not sign the contract. <laughs> But actually, he's left-handed. So that Did was, you see the photo? That wasn't the reason. Oh, his finger. That was gruesome. So he put it in a blender. It's horrendous. And fair play to whoever did the work on it because it, they stitched him up good. Did well. Um, so the only one not mentioned really is Brando. He's not being mentioned as possibly re-signing or is he under contract or what's happening. So maybe that will be decided in the next four or five weeks. I think so, yeah. I think he's. it's, it's definitely... Uh, being um, under the microscope at the moment, we have young Jaden here with us today as well. Jaden, would you keep Brando or would you would you let him go to someone else? I keep him. You keep him, yeah. Where would you play him? Uh, on the right. On the right. I don't know about that now. Don't know about that, young Jaden. And um, we Rovers have confirmed the departure of Lukey Bourne, Gary Shaw, Davy Mack, and Ali Gilchrist. Jaden, would you have kept any of these young men? Would you have kept Lukey Bourne, Shawzy, or McAllister, or Gilchrist? Would you kept any of them? Yeah. Who would you kept? I will have Lukey. Lukey? What about Yeah. You can be honest. <laughs> we lost our two questions from the East End Champions, Gare. We lost our moles. Let's be honest. We lost everyone who would... Uh, anyone who, who are close to we really. We lost the podcast three best friends, basically. Yeah. So... Uh, no Daddy. I'm sure he's nice. <laughs> but uh, people were um, given out because the, the Pigo one was described as a big re-signing news yeah so an argument broke out as to whether or not that accounts to being big people were complaining about the updates in general uh i can say i can see that in one way i can see that point in that we released in a statement saying here's evidence on the contract mm. and then over the course of a couple of weeks we kept getting quotes from each player so it wasn't necessarily news anymore we knew them but you were hearing thoughts from the players when they sign new contracts it's just to keep keep ticking over it's basic much. marketing isn't it's it it's to keep it active it's keep the off season there's only so much you can do yeah and spare a thought for me because I'm the one who had to ring these teenage footballers <laughs> in the morning during their holidays getting these drag a quote out absolute like works of art quotes <laughs> works of art Um. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it for our team news. Uh, bar the signing of Aaron McAniff, and absolutely over the moon with this, Prof. I really am. Yeah, brilliant signing. Didn't think he'd come down our way. Apparently, Dundalk were in from as well, and they're not too happy. They didn't get him, but I am chuffed. And believe it or not, his father's a Crumlin man. Yeah. And a Rovers fan, so possibly could have helped in pushing it over the line. I think that's the reason why he was leaning towards Republic of Ireland too, rather than Northern Ireland. The underage teams, possibly, yeah. His dad was kind of angling for that, 
But this is this this brings in a massive question now is we've got we're midfielders in abundance. Who do we drop? Who's our starting three in the middle? I mean young Aaron Bulger mightn't even get a game. He hasn't been getting a game all last year. Will he move on? It's it's a tough question. Will it be Bulger, Watson, Finn? Will it be Bulger, Watson, McAniff? Will Finn get dropped? It's that was my first thought when the signing was announced. It was like great signing, but I thought we had our settled trio there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's a, it'd be interesting to see where he fits in. But absolutely delighted to have him on board anyway, and he'll probably add a couple of goals. Mm. He's got twenty five goals in ninety five games, give or take a couple of appearances of goals in that. In fairness, one thing I've been critical of on the show of our midfield is that we don't get goals yeah like Greg Bolger was good for one a year max <laughs> Ron Finn did start to he nicked a few towards the end of last year but we don't uh, get no goals from our midfielders are we Dylan Watson now in fairness has been scoring but basically Finn and Bolger mouthwatering potential in there alright I mean think mm-hmm. about McInef Watts Finn McInef Watts Bolger that's, that's excellent midfield so really looking forward to that. Watts is a similar mould in that like he likes to shoot from long range. He likes to test the keeper. Ju- Whereas Ar- Finn and Bodger just don't shoot that often as far as I can see. Aaron McAniff has, has shooting boots so definitely definitely interested and can't wait for this season to start. It's only a couple of months away, Prof. Um, yeah, our under-19s, they lost 1-0 to Bowes in the league final at Tala. And um, so we just couldn't beat Bowes at any yeah, level this year. Really was. It was a tough one to take. Um our under sixteen Premier side won the league a cup this season. Well done to the players and the coaching team of Paul, David, Mark, Abdul and Dan. So uh some more silverware. Um we got a good quote from Ray Wilson last night about underage players, didn't we? Sixteen internationals. Sixteen underage mm-hmm. internationals in our in our in our roadstone project set up. So Fantastic stuff. Uh, Michael Letty from Rovers in the 14s and the 2018 Academy Player of the Year scored both goals for Ireland. 15s in their 2-2 draw against Poland. And with John Ryan also involved as well. Massive news. Santa is going to be in the club shop December 8th, 1 o'clock. So, Jaden's um, going to be there. Jaden, you're going to be there sitting on Santa's lap getting a present. So it's going to be a great occasion. So tell the kids... Santa is going to be in the megastore December 8th at 1 o'clock. And uh, we'd Rovers winning the Best Family Initiative and Best Overall Marketing at the 2018 Club Awards earlier in the month. So, uh, fair play to all involved. And um, there was a great picture of Michael O'Neill and Linda Stevens taken at the friendly between Ireland and Northern Ireland. The caption competition ensued. Yeah. Was it? Uh, Wonder what was said. Yeah. Plenty, plenty of things, I'd say. Uh, Mike O'Connor declared for Northern Ireland. I didn't know that. It was a man, wasn't it? Did he? Yeah. One of the parents, is it? One of the parents, isn't already? Uh, I assume so. Jeez, I didn't know that. Sure. Now, that's that's a purely football decision. I mean... Or you should say, uh, future Ballon d'Or winner, <laughs> Mikey O'Connor. Mikey O'Connor. Did you see that? No. It was in the chat. Someone, was it a Finn Harps fan, I think, was gone mental that... They let he him wasn't go. Serious, was they he? let him go, and they're like, "This guy's a future Ballon d'Or winner." Oh yeah. In fairness, he didn't do much wrong. With us, scored that great goal mm. against Dundalk. Scored against Balls. He didn't really get much game time. He's just a bit of a lad, isn't he? Getting himself in trouble. Um, he's doing well at the. Yeah, he's banging Linfield, them in for Linfield, eight goals or something. Banging them in for Linfield. Um, Dundalk won the FA Cup final against Cork. Yeah, that's enough of that. Balls. Uh, Bowls are literally falling apart an awful week um, JJ Looney went to Waterford Dan Casey went to Cork Dan Bourne went to Shells uh, 
they lost Ian Morris as a gaffer to, to they lost Bob Marley <laughs> everybody they really are falling apart they had some sort of emergency meeting to try and raise funds well, they all really the good work they did last year has been undone in a week <laughs> really shot themselves in the foot of the jersey first the Bob Marley thing they had to take that down stop selling that and then they come out I with heard a they new- made the jerseys not <laughs> just sitting in a warehouse then they come out with a new shirt with the fist exactly like the ultras fist the robbers mm-hmm. ultras fist so again they were made to look stupid mm. great stuff yeah delighted so um, just to mention to you Garrett the AIB ad that you're in I don't know you what you're talking about and Jaden don't know what you're talking tell about tell us about the he's telling lies the balls direct oh yeah this was guys no that was the super value one right so Jaden does a bit of acting and I, I was included in the the membership fee so they're looking for a family they cast us in super value so oh yeah obviously have to put the podcast t-shirt on so I'm wearing the Tifty thing and uh, we had ziplining in the woods in Tipperadden in, uh, near the Hellfire Club so I'm like 300 feet up the air and I'm it's it's tough like zipline is it's you gotta have some upper body strength so you're, you're getting you're climbing up a tree and you're you're latching on with the with the connectors and you're making sure you're connected in right and I'm there's this ladder another way a ladder is shaped but there's no outside rungs so they're just kind of sticking out and I have to jump onto it and it's swinging so I'm holding I'm holding on to this ladder and I'm just swinging about 300 feet in the air I'm connected but still terrifying and I'm just like this going oh no and I'm holding the GoPro trying to film the whole thing and then all I can hear is that's what you get you rovers cunt <laughs> there, there was a Bose fan still let me wear the podcast t-shirt so I got a nice bit of publicity over I don't know when it's out but either way I was wearing the podcast rovers t-shirt so a bit of crack all matters but he was good no he was a good lad he, there was no like angst or anything that between he, was, he, he lived in Fisborough so he, just, he was a local lad but uh, yeah, the former Rovers midfielder Paddy McCord retired, and his last act was helping Finn Harps win promotion. So, big shout yeah. out to Paddy McCord, and one of the most. You know what? Like what? What? What really lo- we like when he's playing against us? We'd be standing in the stand. And he'd do something like, ah, oh, look at this! Like just look what he did. Amazing footballer to watch. I'm gonna have to try and recruit him for a five side. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine Paddy McCord in your five side. Looking forward to Paddy Buffet next year as well. Yeah, can't wait. That might be an overnighter. The Jackson Hotel. Um, yeah, so our guests are, uh, are arriving. So we're going to speed it up and move on with the lads now. So, um, so uh, yeah, so we're going to have a chat with the lads. Go All right, so they've won league medals with three different clubs. Most of you listening uh, to this will know them as Rovers legends. So we have John Cody and we have Kevin Gaff Brady. So where did the nickname come from? Um, that nickname is probably... Oh God, since I was about 10 years of age. How it happened, I don't know. It was my brother's, um, one, of, one of many nicknames, I'd say. <laughs> How I ended up at Gaff, I'm not sure, but uh, it stuck. And I went to Rovers and I would have known a couple of the lads there who, who would have known me from, from earlier and, and they kind of carried it along. So, yeah, the name stuck, the nickname stuck. Yeah, so this is a Milltown left flank special today because uh, John was left back for Rovers until Kevin came in. Then John went outside left in an old school four four two, so then they combined together with Kevin, a left back. Yeah. So uh, our favourite fact today is that there are four posties in the room right now, mm-hmm. so it's an on post gathering here in Johnny Blues. So we're 
I'll, I might have some pawns. Won't see the end of it then. They were having a fascinating chat off air. On the ghost law. About a mountain of parasols or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, uh, Kevin has gone back to work for him. So uh, are you still there, John? Yeah. Still going strong with the way in the DO? Yeah, in DO 16, Edmondstown, for my sins. Uh, Recently had the reshuffle in February, which we're not happy about, Kevin, at all, are we? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit more work. I'm out in Dublin 5, and it's yeah. Um, yeah, it's taken me a couple of hours to get through my delivery, which is a culture shock from yeah. the halcyon days of the 80s when they used to go home at half eight, have a snooze, and get up and be bright as a button for training. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope the chief inspector isn't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, uh, John... You're a product of uh, Mick Flaherty's Leicester Celtic yeah. and uh, street football in Rap Mines. Yes, very much so. So tell us about those early days. Uh, yeah, well, my first real memory of Leicester was I was about nine, I think, and I went up to play for the under-12s, and it was fine. It was a land of the giants, as far as I could see, because there's a huge difference at that age. But I remember they used to wear uh, kind of the old West Ham jersey, the old uh, Claret Blue right. at the time. Uh, the main thing, for the main uh, memory from a very first match, I only played that one match and then it was just heaved, good luck. But uh, was the, I, I was fascinated with the number was on the back of the jersey. You never had numbers on the back of jerseys in those days when you were like when you were a kid, or you couldn't afford a jersey. Oh, <laughs> you were the main man. Yeah. So I had them number 10, I remember just remember feet touching it on my back. <laughs> and it just. It just uh, grew to love it then. So um, yeah, so then I went back when I was the proper age, eleven or twelve. Went back up, and we had a great, we had a very good team. Actually, we were now mind you, we were in twelve k. We thought we were in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> so you're walking on Post and Sheriff Street, and you're playing for YMCA in Sandy Mount. That's right. Were you? Uh, f- did you frequent the bar on the top floor in yeah. Sheriff Street? Never. I'm proud to say, never in that bar. Yeah. Never. I find out. Uh, do you know? I'm not doubting you, but. I found that sometimes you find that very hard to believe with the stories coming out of Sheriff well, Street. It's actually hard to believe that any uh, workplace would have a bar. And a duty, and a duty was to pull points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul McGrath in that YMCA team. No, Paul McGrath was in Dalkey United at the time. We played in the same uh, Oscar Trainer winning winning side, oh, which just, is a, oh, a selection of the Leinster Senior League teams against all the the the, the amateur league and the. AUL it's still going to that. this day isn't it, is it yeah. well, I think it was only recently Oscar Trainer played yeah. well Paul played centre half and you can just see then this guy is just on a different, on a different yeah. planet yeah. Yeah. a completely different planet he was he was majestic he really was and he's remained uh, actually still keep in touch with him to this day oh yeah? Enough, yeah well not really very often but any time we see each other yeah, so yeah. we would have share memories let's say so then uh, a friend who was a Rawers fan, he yeah, approached Martin. the Hoops reserve team manager, mm-hmm. uh, Noel Campbell, about yeah. you, and then a trial was arranged. This was 1992. That's right. So Martin uh, said, I was, I was with the YM and having a great time because all my buddies were playing for the YM. We used to hang around the 51 and heading to row. We absolutely had a, a party every Saturday. It was great. <laughs> uh, after the match, that's why we played Saturday football, which was brilliant. So yeah, so we... Um, yeah, Martin says, yeah, uh, I've organised a trial for you up at Rovers. Oh, great. Fantasy. Uh, start of the season, whenever it was, August or July or something. So he says, I said, right, great. So he picks me up. Great. Boys me up to the, the, the Green Gate. 
So there you go. <laughs> I said, what? Well, what do you mean, there you go? You're not coming in to say, at least introduce me. Like, oh, yeah, anybody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm breaking myself at this stage. No, no, come on, just be grand. And how did you get on the trial? Do you still remember it? So, so uh, the main thing I remember about the night was the stupidity of me. It was uh, because in my naivety, I walked in the little, the little gate, in the big gate. And walked across and straight into the first train dressing room. Sat down. Where's my jersey? What's his trial? Yeah. <laughs> Say Pat Byrne put you up against the wall. Like he <laughs> well, Pat wasn't there at the time. Right. It was still Joyce at that time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So um, I was, it, was, it was funny. So there, I was in no uncertain terms. Uh, Mister, you're in the wrong dress room. Off you go. Off you go. So yeah, it must have went well. I'm still, I was still there about six years later. So. But you were 21 at the time, so a bit of a, a late bloomer. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, well, never really. Some people get the breaks, don't they, Kevin? Oh, yeah, that, you yeah. know, they're involved in yeah. G- in the in the caps uh, all the way, all the way up. up. Yeah, yeah. And had you been playing well at the time for the team you were playing for? Had you been playing well? Oh, I was playing on my skin. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a great level now, fair because it wasn't even the top Leicester yeah. Senior League uh, league. But uh, was playing well. But I know but, even in school, by John, at that stage, if you're outside the top. The top leagues. If you're not with one of the big teams. You wouldn't get a look in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, Belbo, yeah. Stella, whatever. Yeah, so... But you were a lifelong Robbers fan at the time, so it was just a massive deal for you to... Oh, it's a sign. huge deal. Absolutely huge. It's like, I often say, if people go and like a local, like Stephen Gerrard signing for Liverpool, that was the way yeah. it was, because we just, mm. just, my whole family is just steeped in Robbers. My two brothers were just Robbers Don't mention, don't mention Robbie Keane Playing for your, your boyhood club now. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't. No, I only said it there. I didn't say it at every club I joined. <laughs> yeah, so we're all around you. So, John, you were playing up front and you scored twice. Yeah. Your debut at Belfield Park. Rovers yeah. are trailing 2 0 at half time. But the Cody's brace and scored within a four minute spell and yeah. sure to share the spoils. So, what, what did you think when you scored a fourth goal for Rovers? You must have been in ecstasy. Oh, that's brilliant. And it was so, and it was a great goal. Well, it was one of those when uh, Jacko had a header and hit the bar, came back, and I tried to control it on my chest. I miscontrolled it, and it flew into the top. <laughs> <Take that. laughs> so off we went. I was being put. Uh, another story about that day was um, uh, Joyce. told me late. He said, "John, come up. You'll probably be starting on Sunday." And I said, "Grant." So I got the bus, whatever bus you get from town in, up to Belfield and he used to go all the way to Belfield during the week but he used to stop at the RTE <laughs> at the weekends because there was no students it's obviously the road <laughs> so I'm walking up the road in me in me best in me favourite Adidas jacket and a pair of jeans and a pair of runners and I know a bag under my arm and I'm walking up and Ronnie Murphy pulls in Ronnie the horse and he goes John where are you gone? <laughs> I fuck up this log and she will carry me. I don't have the match. I'll oh, get in, get in. I'm looking at Ronnie. He's in a suit and a tie and a short. I can hardly recognise him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went up and sure enough, everybody's in the suit and a jacket and a tie. And I'm looking, oh, I'm like bleeding the last soul. It was great. But anyway, it didn't affect me at all. <laughs> uh, how did uh, Giles convert you to a fullback? Giles didn't. No? No, I was always a striker when, I was, when Johnny was there. So what, what what was the when did that happen? When did you get converted? And was um, there a conversation about you moving into that position? It's a huge position? story. It's a huge story. Um, I, 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 in the transition between Joel's and McLaughlin, somebody lost my number. So I'm still working in Cherry Street and coming up to Martin. Martin saying any word, any word, any word. No, 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 no word. I mean, while I'm here, about Robbers are off the home on a bleeding uh, indoor five-a-side tournament or something. I'm going, 
this can't be right. <laughs> so um, nowadays on social media, you find out about a new manager in minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back then, yeah. you didn't know for a good while. I oh, know. I knew Macker was the manager. Yeah. He just uh, nobody had, had got in touch with me Couldn't about anything. Because like, yeah. I was only on a season to season contract, or because I was a free. I was. A, I didn't know what to be doing. So eventually, I ended up back at we're having a discussion in Martin's shop in town, and he goes, "Right, no time like the present." So he picks up the phone and he rings me down. And he hands the phone to me then and it's going brr, brr. I'm going, Jesus, you know, there's nobody answering yeah. this hour that Hello. <laughs> uh, uh, is that Jim McLaughlin? Yeah. And uh, this is John Cody, you John, the very man, he says, We've been looking for you everywhere. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the usual come up. Anyway, so I did come up. And um we did pre season it was everything was great, was it? It was great. You could see the shape of the team was everything. And then unfortunately Kevin broke your ankle. No, I had it. I had it. Yeah. I brought a groin injury with me from the oh, groin, and yeah. I remember you were you were converted to yeah. full back. And well, they had the, the Kinger came to me. As so they needed a left full, and they said they were stick desperate him for in a left full. No, they didn't. They came to me and they said, "John, did you ever play left full?" And I said, "Yeah, loads of times." It's actually my favourite position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I'm glad you could see that in me. <laughs> yeah, so that was all. It was if Kevin had got injured. Never would have got in, yeah. Um, never gonna left. Well, I never probably would have, no. And uh, Kevin, you played your schoolboy football with Stella Myers before joining Bowes in nineteen eighty one. So tell us about your first memories of football, you could say, play, playing the DDSL, was it? Yeah, DDSL was with Stella. I was with a local team, St. Martin's before that, and uh, and then a lot of those teams kinda of just drift and I went to Stella at under fourteen, I think it was. Played there up to in those days, you, you would have got to under 18 youth football, and um, you weren't you weren't taken by any of the League of Ireland teams beforehand. So, I um, you'd usually spend a year then in the League of Ireland Combination League, you used to call it Egan's the Egan's Cash and Carry Trophy. We won with Bohemians. <laughs> um, Congratulations! Yeah, we did. We some team up there, Dermot O'Neill, we with Mick O'Brien. Oh, all right. So Billy Billy Young would have had uh, probably a lot of a lot of the good schoolboys. Um, fellas from Cambridge Paul Dillon was there Rocky O'Brien they yeah. all came in from Aiden we were on the same league and uh, so we spent a year in the in the reserve team um, and then after the first year I got in to the first team mm. and Mick Bourne joined Rovers at the same time as you he was on the show recently and he gave us a question for you he said why did you sign for Rovers why did I sign for Rovers yeah. well I was I was still an amateur with Bowers and um to be honest with you, I had nothing to do with money because yeah. you know in those days you just I remember getting the bus up to up to Daily Mountain train and going home. I had no interest in nothing else other than football. But um Kinger had been playing with Bowes when I was there, yeah, and he went with McLaughlin to Rovers and he, mm. he rang me, he knew I was knew I was an amateur up there. And uh, I think he'd fallen out of favour with Billy Young and he played in the reserves in Bowes, so he knew me from the reserve team. Gave me a buzz. Says, "How do you fancy going to Rovers?" And I was, I don't know, sure, no. I was just easy, easy, yeah, yeah, no problem. So I mean, it was a kind of a glamour club. Rovers, even compared to Bowers at that at that stage. So McLaughlin coming in, he'd be with them dark, very successful. And I was yeah. thinking, "Yes, I fancy that." Yeah. So the opportunity you couldn't turn down, really, was it? Yeah. And so he, because he obviously I didn't cost anything because I was an amateur, which didn't go down well with Billy Young. I remember Billy kind of. I remember at the end of Billy the season. Billy was the balls gaffer at the time. Billy was the balls gaffer and he was going on holiday and he kind of said to me, I'll see you when I get back and I'll sign you. And I was thinking, 
Well, I've an offer on the table here, you know. Well, that, that was all right, fair play. They'd be able to see you later on then. But in the meantime, McLaughlin came in and said, I'll sign you. And uh, so I went to, I went to Rovers. And that was that? Yeah. Uh, but as John said, it was looking really good. There was a lot of good players coming yeah. in. And Revolution, you could yeah, say. Yeah, it looks really good. It yeah. In November 1983, Kevin made his debut. Shamrock Rovers against his former club, Bowles, in the semi-final, the Leinster Senior Cup at Talca Park. So what are your memories on that? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Because I tell you why, when I started off, and, and John will probably back me up on this, I had a, this injury which I carried from Bowles. It was kind of a groin injury, kind of. It was, it was really niggling, and I could never really get going right. and uh, until I got that sorted I was kind of in and out and apart from that with with the style of play that we had McLaughlin was very much kind of attack minded oh, mm. yeah. we had so many good players that yeah. I mean we owned the ball John, did, we? Yeah, so McLaughlin didn't want somebody to just sit there which I was doing with Bohemians and most of the teams did sit at the left back winger comes down bathroom yeah. Put the ball back up there and let the forward, Don't go forward. Just, yeah, exactly. just get your yeah. and just get it up there. Don't take any no. chances. Nothing silly. It's amazing how it's changed nowadays, isn't it? Well, I mean, your fullbacks is McLaughlin would have said to me, yeah. McLaughlin would have said to me, get you're not doing enough yeah. going forward. So John didn't have much defending to do because he would have had good defenders. Yeah. But he was always on the ball and he was he had a bag of tricks going forward. So yeah. So I had, to, I had a bit of work to do to, to even apart from the injury to try and convince McLaughlin I can add something to the attacking yeah, side. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't want fellas just sitting there. He wanted fellas. Did you want to join two, in? Oh, two wingers. Yeah. Two wingers. You know, full back in the winger, just yeah. attacking all the time. So that was it. And John, did you score a more memorable goal than the one that clinched the league versus Shelburne in 1984? Mm. One of your favourites. Yeah, it is. Uh, for, for many reasons. But, uh, memorable goals. No, not many. Um, not many more important ones. Anyway, you'd have to say um, probably the most important goal I've ever scored. I say must be the most enjoyable one. As well, oh, it was by miles. Yeah, absolutely. The important thing there was that when John scored a goal, I'd lose him for half an hour. He'd be, he'd be in the crowd. <laughs> he'd be down off the off the rail. He was up in the rail celebrating. So I'd be on my own for a couple of weeks. Until he got back. Yeah, that's only because I knew he'd need a rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're told there's a good story about the reaction in the dressing room after. Robert's lost in 1984. Cup fan to UCD and how it spurred you on 84. to win things. 84. Yeah, yeah it was... Um, uh, that was tough to take. Um, yeah, it was awful. It was, it was like death, wasn't it, in the restaurant room after that? Were you in there? I was on the bench. Yeah. I was on the bench that night. Oh, that's right. We won the league, all right. And then yeah, the, but it was the disappointment. Oh, we, it was just... Yeah. We let ourselves yeah. down. Just but then we, the thing that always sticks out in my mind was we had to face... Do you remember that... The uh, supporters club had a deal with the player of the year that it. night in the Gresham. Oh, oh, it was horrendous. It really was. But uh, yeah, it was uh, It was like, and then Keely says, just I remember Keely just saying, well, here's a lesson learned. We won't lose another one. Yeah. And that was it. And that was and it. And that's why I remember playing then the 1985 Cup final against Galway. It was a typical... Uh, Beautiful uh, summer's day in Ireland, it chucking down cats <laughs> and dogs. Never stopped for about two days. Pitch was like a bog, and Galway started to came out and kicked it, the living crap out of us. And but we were so determined. If we got to one nil, Largo scored. You might as well just blow the whistle then, yeah. because it was over. Our last guest here was actually Alan O'Neill. 
he was man the match for UCD yeah, in, right, in yeah. both games yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. so he was a big reason why I was lost I don't know how he was man the match in the fourth game I don't think either team had a shot <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. he actually said that didn't he yeah. he yeah. said he made one or two saves for the end of the game we think it was and that was it yeah. everyone says the first game was horrific yeah. oh, it was yeah. absolutely horrific the pitch they had a good team though you said oh, they were a decent side at the time yeah. Yeah. we had terrible trouble with them over the years then. Yeah. was Robbie Gaffney in that team as well yeah Gaffney was in that team yeah, so John, you were the last Rovers player to score in Europe at Milltown as well. And this was against Honved of Hungary, 1985. And uh, what do you remember from that day? Same day as the Prof was born. There were only yeah. two things to say about that day, and it was Lajos de Tari. Right. Mm. He was like a magician. He was in the middle, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, he was supposed oh, to be Mark. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good player, was he? He was super. So we saw him for Hungary then in the World Cup yeah. the following yeah. year. He ran running games. I think he, went, he might have gone to. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Was he that good? Yeah, he was a genius. He was brilliant, yeah. And he wasn't big like that. And what was he in the 10 role? Or he yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah. He was a blondie fella. God, he was magic. So I think it was about four and nothing at the time. And somebody crossed the ball to me. I was minding my own business in the opposition box. Just swung a leg at it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the the game over there? Any any stories from, from the, the game over there? Was it? No, it was. It, I think they were an army team. Were there a lot of soldiers in there? Yeah. Them, and a lot of those teams used to kind of just step in as the national team do you yeah they used to kind really, of just, yeah, yes yeah, they did yeah, because the they were team was a club team and work, they used to draft all their best players into the army to give right. them a handy life so they had a full time training but in an amateur setup, if you know mm. what I mean because they're Easter block yeah. so uh, it was like, I've actually wiped off my memory base, <laughs> so it must have been the run around I suppose the Chase, chasing shadows yeah, yeah. 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 I just yeah. remember Budapest was a beautiful city wasn't it, it? Was. Yeah. <laughs> very cheap <laughs> uh, Kevin your goal in the 1986 FA Cup final win over Waterford, it was your only ever competitive goal for Rovers. Is that right? I'd well believe you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, you picked your time, all right? <laughs> and it was a cross come shot. You know what? That's what they call it. I see. Yeah. So you're a bit. Well, fair play to you for a minute. I thought you looking oh, yeah. at the post. That was just. I mean, you just like touch your point. Yeah. yeah. Remember Pat Bourne pulling the ball back to me yeah. and yeah. Yeah. saying what? <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of stuck it into the back, and there was a bit of a spin on it. There was, number. yeah. And. Uh, your man lost it in goal. Yeah, Flavin. Flavin. He, he actually, um, he emigrated the following day. <laughs> that's the truth. That's the truth, John. He, 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 he was actually planning on emigrating. He was leaving Warfare. He says, that's it. I'm yeah. done now. And I'd say he couldn't get out quick enough. Yeah. He spun out of his hands. Yeah, and it just oh, over spun the out of his hands, did it? Yeah. So it just kind of bounced yeah. over. Yeah. But it just oh, bounced God. over the line and then bounced back into play. So... Paddy Daly was ref and I'll never forget it. That's a name that pops up all the time. I put my hands up in the hope that it... Paddy, you better say that. And sure enough, he'd spotted it. Oh, thank God, because yeah. it wasn't going to VAR. Yeah. 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 And, you got the, and the blind Lions man isn't going to see that. Yeah. Yeah. The footage is on YouTube, yeah. I was watching it. And uh, I think it was you. You look surprised or something. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you got the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like your, your hands in the air on the sideline. Yeah. Kind of surprised. So like, but, but the funny thing about it was that my me, me dad was at the match and he had no interest in football. Never went to a school by match, any kind of a match. Yeah. But somehow the brothers and sisters got him to that match that day. And he was up in the stand. He must have thought, like, this is what he does every week, you know. He plays in front of the tails and scores goals. And, you know, <laughs> he's a superstar. He comes to interview him after the match. And I just thought to myself, he never went to a match after that. And he says, that'll do me good decision. Because most of the time you'd be hearing, get out of that Brady, you're brutal. <laughs> so um, I was glad he saw me in that one, but that was the end of it. And then poor Sinnott, he was the guy on the, the oh, goal line oh, who failed God. to clear it. Yeah. And then the oh, second right. goal he stuck the second one was in. Was it not? Comical long goal. One of the best headers I've ever oh. seen. Cool <laughs> foil, I yeah, swear. Finish, yeah. Former Rovers player, no? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Former Rovers captain, was he? Yeah. 
So, I uh, also want to mention uh, the League of Ireland 11 team, like the national team, used to play like in, in the 80s. So, yeah. Kevin, you were a mainstay of that defence for the 1988 Olympic, Olympic qualifiers. Yeah. You yeah. played in seven of the eight games. John, you played one. one. One of those games. The game you played in was the one at Milltown. Yeah. Against Hungary. Yeah. And I believe that's the game that Chelsea spotted you in. Yeah. Well, that's no. That's it. That was the final game. That was the made up their minds. Yeah. They said. Before I ask you about, it, just is this true that uh, John Hollins, who was the Chelsea manager at the time, he actually came to Dublin <coughs> to sign you, Kevin? Well, so. <laughs> You so, were injured, yeah. So then you watched the match, and you signed John instead as a left back, yeah. But I mean, you could have, you could have just swapped John around. I mean, I couldn't have played left winger because I just didn't have the. John had a little bit of a shape as a left winger, but defensively, John could defend as well, you know. But uh, yeah, that was the story. I don't know how true it was, but I mean, he didn't come back to have a second look. Yeah. Uh, for me, but John played it well. I know. I was at the watch, match mm-hmm. watching it. I was. Uh, Injured again, that yes, like a dummy ankle. But anyway, um, did you struggle with injuries during your career? I got a couple of yeah, bad ones. I, I got a. They seem to be everlasting, though, wouldn't they? Yeah, I got a couple of ankle injuries. Yeah, you know. I have a question here from Rob Lavelle. You know Rob? I do. He's the coach. Yeah. He was saying, um, yeah, well, yeah. he says, see if Kevin will tell me about the time Arsenal came to scout, but you were injured, and he said. Um, it's funny, Arsenal didn't sign me then. A different player <laughs> ended up getting... He said, he said, you might not want to talk about it. And uh, he said, do, do you remember the interest from Arsenal? I, 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 no, no, I don't. Not no. from Arsenal, no. no. But I remember the Chelsea thing, but even at the time, John, I don't know whether... And John went over to Chelsea and fair play. But it wasn't the way it is now. And I, I was more than happy to just say, look, I'm playing for over. I'm playing in Europe. We're winning leagues. So yeah. it wasn't as if... I don't think John was going over to play for Abramovich and Aaron and millions. Yeah, was the step up financially much? If no, you, no, no, I wasn't. I don't no. say so. I wasn't say no, so. I don't know. I never, yeah, I never yeah, yeah. Robin Robin in London. He says you're doing a great job at St. Paul's anyway. Oh, that's good, Rob. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, talk about signing for Chelsea. How it all happened? And as you say, just the first thing I heard was uh, Macker uh, approached me after the match and said... Uh, I've just, I've just sold you to Chelsea. <laughs> I go, oh, that was it? Yeah, good man, Macker. <laughs> so I went no, off no, a series no, of How are you getting on? Do you want to go to Chelsea now no. that he's gone? Uh, then uh, d- then Dermot no. Derm- called down to yeah. the house then the following week. There wouldn't have been agents, Sean. Not, no, 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 you're just, you know. Stupid. Like, just chose yeah. to sign that. Yeah, just sign Do you want to sign? Yes or no? But the Dermot came down and said, look, they're really interested. Do you want to have a go? I said, we go over and talk terms and blah, blah, blah. So it all happened very quickly. It was gone by Christmas. Was it a tough decision to leave? Oh yeah, huge. Because uh, my ma, I was living at home. My ma and I was the last one left. All the other brothers and sisters had gone off, got married, and whatever. So it was just me and Franny, my uh, special needs brother, and um, the mother. So um, yeah, it was all these things. So I had a good chat with her, and she said, "Oh, sure, look, we'll be grand. Yeah, you probably won't be there that long anyway." <laughs> <laughs> Such an Irish response. She, she, she knew me so well. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> so you signed for Chelsea, £25,000. Yeah, love December. No, I didn't know they didn't even inform me. They said, you're yeah. gone, we'll take the cash. Yeah. So 1986, a major debut at the age of 26, April 18th. Yeah. And 1987, scoring the only goal in in one-all draw at no, Queen's Park people. Rangers. So what was the crowd like in that day? And what was the, the difference in match days, let's say, from Rovers? Well, it was... We're, well, it wasn't really away. It's just it was a West London derby, so um, 
yeah, we just as normal. I just you just turn up at the ground, you get to get on the coach, and then you go straight to the ground, and you're about two hours before the match. So there's no great difference in that. I had the usual breakfast at sofa at home. Yeah. So it made me way to the Stamford Bridge, and we went over on the bus. Um, the usual nonsense with footballers before pre-match banter's going on. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Into the dressing room. I didn't. I wasn't uh, sure I was starting. I knew I was in the in the was it thirteen. I think, it was, I think there was two subs in those days. Two subs. Yeah. <laughs> I was the only one. <laughs> Could have been only one. Um, yeah, I knew I was in the. I was in that. I was, I was talking out, but uh, it was then Holland. Holly said a couple of hours previously said I was going to start on the left side midfield. So um, yeah, it was very exciting. And uh, oh, actually, on a, because <laughs> I didn't know during the week or a few weeks previous because I'd arranged to go to Edinburgh that weekend to meet a load of my mates who were coming over from Dublin on the latch. Right? <laughs> and I thought I was going to play on the reserve on the resis at three o'clock on a Saturday. And then hook up to up to Edinburgh, straight up to yeah, Edinburgh, then on the uh, shuttle. But uh, yeah, that didn't happen. So I had to ring them to say, "Oh look, I can't make it. Lads. I'm actually playing." <laughs> But it was a great show it went up in, in Leslie's pub in Edinburgh after they saw the results on the teletext so, so. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Tony Cousins and Pat Fennan were there at the time yeah they were they were uh, youths uh, did you see them much? did I? yeah oh yeah you see them yeah. maybe they were training yeah. Yeah. yeah great lads in fact oh, Pat probably won't thank me for this but he was my first boot boy clean their boots there nutsy did a great job and he was good at that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who was the who's the best player in that team? Who anyone amazed you in that team? Anyone really good? Uh, Dixon. Was Dixon. Oh, he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. Um, uh, Pat Nevin was 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 a genius as well. Absolute stuff he used to do on the ball. Um, yeah. There's a guy called Roy Wegley. I don't know. A bit, I've heard you know, that name. Yeah, yeah, he went to QPR after. He was an American guy. I wouldn't tackle him in training because he'd just make a show. He, yeah. was, he was just breaking, making you t- mm. three times like with no no problem at all. I don't know how he did it. He was an absolute wizard, he was. And um, could he transfer that to the games? Yeah, he could, yeah, yeah. Occasionally, he was a bit windy. That was the only thing. Yeah. And he knew he wasn't going to get a kick in training. So, you know, he's one of those. But he was a fabulous player and a great bloke. He was very, I was, very, I was quite pally with him. Um, nobody else, really. Gordon Jury was class. Dorigo was class. Just on a mm. different level, these yeah. guys. Oh, just fantastic footballers and good lads too. Yeah, uh, you made nine league appearances and seven as a sub. Yeah, and uh, scoring in two of them. And we've been told that you don't have a soft spot for Chelsea by any stretch of the imagination. No, no it's just a job. Yeah, yeah. You never kind of got the. It's like mm. some 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 players grow to love a club. Yeah, it yeah, didn't happen. I would imagine. No, it never did. Actually, it was funny. Years <laughs> later. I said, ah, sure. yeah, we'll see. A few of the lads were still playing, and I remember rang the club. <laughs> I said, look, I'm going, we're going to be in London. I said, on the match day, whatever. I said, could you give me a couple of tickets? Oh, yeah, no problem. Pick them up at the, at the thing. I said, yes, that's great. You know, oh, a bit of influence. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. So I went there and picked them up. Yeah, 80 quid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, lads. That's great. <laughs> so that kind of sealed my yeah. disapproval. <laughs> And uh, you, <laughs> so that's why. <laughs> that was not only because of that. Well, Tickets were only fifty quid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get eighty off him. So um, you two and three other players from the four in a row team were reunited at Derry, where you won a domestic treble in eighty nine, and still the only team to win the league, FAI Cup, and the league cup in one season. So tell us a bit about that. We'll start with you, John. Um, well, I came in obviously late. Um, Kevin had been there already. Had you been? Yeah, we, we at yeah. the start of the season or a season yeah, already. Yeah, we were there. 
That start the start season. season yeah. I was, they played the European match in Cardiff. Yeah. I went up to meet them. Uh, Chelsea said, uh, look, you better look for a new club. You're, uh, Derry, you're interested. So Mark had gone on, said, meet us up in Cardiff, we'll have a chat. Who was the gaffer at the time of Derry? McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he liked you then? took you yeah, he didn't like me as much he liked Gaff he liked me yeah. I know he did no, we all gone great yeah, fairness it was just um, like true like when we represented the Irish team or the, the League of Ireland 11 or whatever as well he always well he never did pick anybody else so he must have liked us so, did you enjoy your time at Derry? yeah the first season was unbelievable yeah. Yeah. wasn't it Kevin first season was great yeah Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of, I never really got into the the whole uh Derry Saint, to be honest, uh, Gaff would have been more involved in the in the kind of the supporters and stuff. They took to him a bit better. Yeah, they. I think they thought it was a bit of a disappointment. To be fair, really? No, yeah, because I hadn't been playing really well. I remember I was left out with the cup final team then as well. So that was a sure indicator that things weren't going too well. Yeah, yeah. So you enjoyed your time at Derry? Yeah, the fourth season. Oh, the fourth season. Yeah, was sorry, it, was, it was fantastic. Good. McLaughlin was in charge, so it was going to be the same brand of football. He just wanted attack, you know, attacking, and you know, it was great. It was really free flowing stuff. Actually, the second year, the second season we were there, we were scoring goals for fun, but yeah. it was never unlike Rovers. We never really matched them, um, you know, in terms of consistency with Derry. It kind of fell apart the second season. Did, yeah. Scored lots of goals, played good stuff, but we could never win the matches that we had to win. I think Pat's. Mm. Won the league that season, and they had a lot of one 0 wins. They, they were grinding out wins. They were more dogged team yeah, than we were. Yeah. We had a lot of really, you know, flash players and not flash, but we were just attack minded players. But when the gong when the gong got tough, mm. you know, we couldn't we couldn't couldn't beat them in the two games we played them. And no, so they won the league, and then the third by the third season, so it kind of sounds like Rose at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, go behind. We can't really. Uh, we yeah, can't grind it, just, it out. We can't get a draw. I mean, it was a difference between. You think of the Rovers team that just kept winning, but Derry kind of just it was just fantastic for a season, and then it was it was all downhill. Yeah, yeah, fellas spelling themselves as well. Yeah, yeah, just a different atmosphere. And yeah, they, you can see even by the attitude of the, some of the players. Yeah, yeah, we um, think the local. Well, the local lads had to live with it a day in, day out. It was like being in a college, and they were like really yeah, focused. Like, yeah. Ten, Eleven thousand at the, at the matches every every leading week. So really, oh, extraordinary. Yeah. Every home match was ten, eleven thousand, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's massive for early nineties, isn't it? It's huge. Late eighties. Yeah. for anybody. Time. No other club was anywhere near that. No, but then when the struggle down, it was really like it was. It was. Was it was abuse. Was like yeah, it was, abuse was just. Yeah, we were just going in and out. We were going back to Dublin. We were lucky so. to get away from. You it. didn't live in Derry. No, no. no travelled up for training. Up, yeah, Saturday morning training. Travelled up Saturday morning, <laughs> trained, and then played on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, so spent the weekend in Derry. We, yeah. yeah, and we trained in uh, with with Pat with Pat in shells. Pat was a shells at the time. We trained yeah. during the week. I find that fascinating. They, you were yeah. playing with shells, and they're in the same league. Yeah. And we and you're playing, you're training with, yeah. And That's they beat us up didn't they? Philly, Philly Power, and they beat us up there when they yeah. So you be, you could be getting a kick off one of their players in the game. You'd be playing, and then you're training with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I haven't said that. Wasn't for the one to train. Had a couple of scouts off Abby Brown. They want to train against him. But and then you'd be training with them following week. Sorry about that, Pat. Do you remember a game in that '89 season where Rovers actually delayed? Derry's title win like it, yeah, it took an uh, extraordinary combination of results yeah. another postman Derry had day. to lose the Rovers <laughs> yeah, Pats right. had yeah. to something the Dundalk yeah. and like Rovers were on an awful run 
And somehow Rovers ended up there and won one nil yeah. in front of like twelve thousand. That was people. Kinger was manager, I think, at the time. He was not. Yeah. yeah. And Kinger yeah. and McLaughlin hated each other. At that time. stage, it was a bit yeah, of a fallout yeah. between them. Because well, do you know what the fallout was over? Dax Keady, that's who got the goal. Yeah. Well, well, Dax was yeah. it? Yeah. Kinger had been manager with Derry, and then maybe he was undermined by McLaughlin. I don't know. You wouldn't know the politics behind yeah, it. But yeah. They were very close, obviously before then. But McLaughlin became manager of Derry. Kinger went to Rovers, and there was a bit of. It was out. It wasn't a bad feeling. Yeah. 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 We don't know. We don't know really the ins and outs. But yeah. We beat them in the, the Cup semi-final. Trashed them. Trashed them. Beat them. Do it in the league. Did yeah. you make three of those goals? I don't know. I remember you was flying up the wing, yeah. crossing balls in it, and, yeah. and Speaky heading them in. Yeah. But then we, we still won the league. Yeah. Uh, John, you returned to Rovers in 1992. But, yeah. Uh, what sort of club? Did you come back to this stage Rovers were in the RDS? Yeah, which was a lovely ground actually. I always liked that place. Did you get your horse injections? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the horse manure injection. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Trasser was uh, Ray Tracy was the manager, <clears throat> and uh, I came back and it was, it was okay. Like I was enjoying it and stuff. We didn't have a great side by any means. But I remember I got sick and got some. I don't know what it was, what it was, some tropical disease. It knocked me sideways for about six weeks. I was just on my hands and knees. I didn't know what it was. It took me ages to get over it. I was right in the middle of the season and then I tried to come back just after Christmas in January. And it was, oh, it was just a slog. Yeah. So I lost my place to Senon Uduokon. Senon Uduokon. <laughs> it was uh, Ray Tracy's uh, son-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Um, you won another league medal with Dundalk in 1995 as well, and um, under Dermot, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So Dermot took you up to. Yeah, that was Dundalk. possibly the most enjoyable league I've ever won. Yeah. <laughs> because nobody gave us a hope. Yeah. Really? Care. Kevin was playing for Shells at the time. They were a the quality side in the league at the time, and we knew that. Mm. But we we kind of set, Keely set it out the stall at the start of the season. Got in, it's back four in. And that's all we did was back four and midfield drills. Yeah. Forget about the team. To get it up to the front lads, well and good. If they never get a sniff, we don't care. They know what they but have to we do. We did decent back four with James E. Call and Anto Whelan, who Kevin had played with Anto's quality. And myself, I was playing left full and Richie Poorey was playing right back. And uh, we conceded very few goals that year. Your top we got scorer, some great wins. Your top scorer had six goals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We didn't care. <laughs> score has six, six goals in a league winning team. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was funny at the end of the year uh, they picked you know the way the papers the stars whatever picked the all time board gosh eleven yeah. top players we got one player <laughs> <laughs> from the league winning yeah. team. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did decent side in fairness. Yeah. We had a very decent side. Like we had Brian Bourne was playing left uh, left side of midfield and uh, we had Longer the present Bowes manager Keith Long, yeah. um, Tom McNulty, Matt Britton. Yeah, you know, yeah it's a decent right. big board. Yeah, and uh, Kevin, you won a league cup with Shelbourne in the early nineties, taking your impressive trophy haul to six leagues and five cups. So, um, bit of a bit of a winner, I'd say. You, yeah. you, you seem to be in a couple of league winning teams. Ah, there. yeah, I was lucky with the I was lucky with the Rovers thing. The Rovers thing was great grounding, you know, and yeah. you just would have you would have liked when you think of going on to win another one with Derry and then Michelle's you're looking to keep the Rovers thing together mm. yeah. because it just looked as if it could go on for years could have if they hadn't the ground hadn't yeah. gone and I don't yeah. think people realised either how big a, even Keeley yeah. didn't realise how big a loss just, it was he thought he could mm. take that team anyway yeah. Yeah. and win leagues and cups but it just shows you that yeah, you just, it just need that um, foundation 
And do you remember when Milltown was was on its way out? Do you do you remember when it broke? And it oh yeah, sure. We were well, of course. As players, you don't know what's going on. You're just turning up for games, and you and and you know just keep doing your stuff. But uh, from the from the Milltown to to Talca Park, I mean the the atmosphere, everything just changed. It was just horrible. really yeah. It was. We still had good players, but there was. I think in that year we had a better away record than than home record. Yeah, so nobody going to the games. So the supporters were going to the away games, and they were, yeah. and we were winning. And, and in Talca, I think we lost a couple of games, which was unheard of for that Rovers team. So, yeah, it was it was um, it was sad the way the way I finished up with Rovers. McLaughlin was involved in, in all of your league wins, wasn't he? Because I think he was in the backroom staff for the Shelburne. Yeah, McLaughlin was there with, with so he's Horn, a big part yeah. in your career, isn't he? Yeah, McLaughlin was great. Yeah. Oh, oh fantastic. fantastic manager, absolutely fantastic. I think with the with the Rovers thing, you could see the way he had um, like John Baird. So the the atmosphere between the players, it's, it's like something I've never experienced. With, yeah, and with other be, even league winning teams, yeah. the Rovers connection was. Um, I don't know. He just seemed to be able to fit people together that would get on, and apart from being good players, but. It was it was a great, um, just very enjoyable yeah. place to be around. You yeah, know? it was great. And um, you had a second spell at Bowes in Derry, a couple of years done Dundalk, and a stint in the north with Ards in ninety four ninety five. You were captain and player of the year there. What was that like? Ards was great. Yeah, Ards was great. It was a Protestant club, and not I mean not bitterly. In fact, I got more stick from the the Cliftonvilles and the rest of them who maybe couldn't understand why I was playing for a Protestant club, but. I was out of favour in Shells at the time. Owen Hand had come in and uh, probably thought I was whatever it was, 32, and you know, it was time to move me on. Tommy yeah. Dunn, I think, came in and took the left full. And uh, so I didn't. I could have hung around. You know the way you players not will hang around until the end of the season to get a free transfer. And I just said, I'm not hanging around here. I was in still play. So I went up to North. Roy Coyle wanted to sign me. I went up to play for them for the end of one season and the full season the following and I enjoyed it up there. It was a definitely a lower standard of a league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the people were great up there. I found I, I really enjoyed it. We won the league cup. One of these Wilkinson Sword <laughs> cups <laughs> or something. Bring that with And I remember. I, I in fact I was a captain, but I don't think maybe it's to do with politics. I didn't hold a cup. No, <laughs> I didn't. Paul, I only picked up the cup. Oh right. So and you were a captain. Yeah. And he was obviously oh, a you the man. Touching. Oh, anyway. it would have burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it made any odds, you know. And was there an atmosphere up there about your about you being a, a Catholic? No, you? certainly not with, with the people in Irish now. No, because no, we used to get the train, or if we if we didn't drive, we get a train and back in from Belfast, and you'd meet some of the supporters, and they were they were same under, you Yeah. Know? Now I don't know whether if you'd have gone into Glentorden or Limfield, of course, it would be different, but. They were, they were just. They'd never won anything. I don't think up there. So just delighted to lift. The well, cup, yeah. they, your man was delighted to lift the cup. Now you, you yeah, 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 he's delighted. <laughs> uh, right, so we're going to go into some of the questions now. So these are fans' questions. Deep in, take a breath. So this is uh, Alan Metcalf, Rovers and Chelsea fan. Actually, doesn't yeah. have a question. Just wanted to say hello. Yeah. To you, Hi, Alan. Alan. To you. Yeah, I know yeah. him well. And uh, your pal Bill Gleeson told oh. us that your Bill son- has. Hammered us with the questions. Well, he gave us some questions. Loads of info. So you're going to get grilled now. Your safe word is Malmo. What does that mean? <laughs> He's shaking his head. No idea. Malmo. <laughs> this is probably, uh, I don't know, we, we, we just get given these questions, so we're not sure. Carry on. 
Yeah, we had plenty of questions about the winning mentality of the four in a row and mm. could any of it be transmitted to the current bench? Please. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dangerous Dave. Dangerous Dave. Uh, done. Dangerous Dave. Oh, done. Dave, yeah. Asked the lads, what was your favourite weight trip? Was there with you, John? <coughs> with rowers or yeah. with everybody? Rowers. We've got rowers. Oh, the best one was the... Um, the time we went on a pre-season uh, trip, Louis organised how we did it, I'll never know. But we played in two tournaments. We only, you remember? Was Once in Lisbon against oh, Sporting yeah. and Benfica. Jeez. A three-way tournament against those two. And then... And we won it. And we won that. Yeah, we did win it. And then a three-way tournament the week, the following week against Santander and Athletic Bilbao. It was just it was just amazing, wasn't it, it was Kevin? Fantastic. It was just yeah. the best ever. Yeah. Bit of an old jolly up, I'd say. There's no jolly up. It was perfectly serious. We dispatched really? Sport in Lisbon one 0 with a Kenny rocket from yeah. thirty yards into the top corner after two minutes. I think we defended. That, I defended, <laughs> defended yeah. for most of the rest of the game, and then just defended against yeah. Benfica for yeah, thirty minutes. Benfica. Yeah, yeah. Is this connected to this other Bill Beeson question? Yes, it is. It's exactly he said, the one. He said, "I heard it left Eusebio with a good impression of at least one oh, squad that member." Was, that was the most funniest take. So there's a, we're all sitting there in the in the morning <clears> of a game. And then you do, you just go up to the ground. And we're all sitting on the terrace and having a look at this absolutely <coughs> magnificent stadium, 90,000 people or whatever it holds. And uh, so we see this guy coming across the pitch and he's in a bit of a, looks like the gardener basically, he's in a tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> the grounds. <laughs> yeah, he looks like the grounds. He's walking across, he's walking across. And we had this guy, uh, Fran Hitchcock, who was playing for us at the time. And he go and, and sure enough, somebody says, Jason, that's you, thank you. <laughs> and of course, Fran, of course. Goes up to approaches as he approaches the the fence. Frank goes up. You say go, Fran Hitchcock. How are you doing? You say go standing there looking at this Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was classic. Yeah, that was the same trip. Oh, that was just oh, how he pulled that one off. I'll never know. But they got the Friday lawyers anyway. We should have, and they didn't give didn't give us the trophy because we were level on penalties. Yeah. Some, some really sappy excuse to keep it. And what year was that? It's 86. 86. Would Alan O'Neill been been in that team? No, John. No, because he was telling was us about Alan was gone. He was yeah. telling us about another trip that they were on as well. And our man went to Spain, he was talking about. So what about your favourite away ground or trip or whatever, Kevin? Um, probably the Celtic match away was... was yeah, was class, yeah. We were beaten 2-0. And we'd, we'd lost the fourth leg like 1-0. But, you know, playing Parkhead was great. That was great. Um, that would probably be the... The best, the best rowers, um, Master. I remember, any. Someone once was asked, uh, John, <coughs> about the old concrete dugouts in Daily Mount. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> so, Gaff wasn't playing, I was playing left full at the time, so it must have been early on. Billy, Billy Young was the manager of Bowes. So, the ball was played down my side. I don't know if you remember, the dugouts used to be on the other side, near the, on the Jody side. But they were like um, they were concrete bunkers, but they were like pillboxes from the Second World War. And, yeah, yeah. and the slip was only this wide. It's only about <laughs> so the head of you, all you see is your head. His head. Yeah. So the ball came to me. I was playing down, whoever was playing outside right for balls. 
and they didn't get there. And you know, I, sm- I remember just cut Connor on the vine, smashed it as hard as I could, right in the fucking and gap. I went right in the gap, <laughs> <laughs> and I hit Billy Young smash in the face. But then not only that, it ricocheted around. The, the I think it hit every ball's representative on the bench, and I just said, "You shut up, seas." The goal came being a how you You couldn't do it again if you tried. Not at all. It was aimed for the moment I got them. Oh, it was, it was just hilarious. They went bananas. The whole, like they all came when well, yeah. they took about 10 minutes to come out because only one end <laughs> <laughs> they were looking for Billy's laugh yeah. oh he was not impressed it was, oh, it was, I thought it was hilarious and even the bloke I was marking was breaking the shit <laughs> uh, so in, uh, John Connolly uh, he said who's the dirtiest and hardest player either of them can remember from Rovers <laughs> I think that's a given so we'll start with you Cam <laughs> dirtiest or hardest player to play against with no, with uh, with with or again, say no. Oh well, <laughs> Katie was a hardest player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, the best. As player. as I think, who who said it? Pat Bourne said it. He couldn't pass water. No. Oh, he's <laughs> the best. The best. And Mick Bourne said he tackled. <clears throat> he tackled oh, the lawnmower. He tackled the tractor down. The tractor. Yeah, he's level over park. He tackled. We used to have we used to have it on Saturday morning. Five aside in the car park in Glenmalure, and this was sitting up at the side and. Keely was brutal in the five or yeah, so. Yeah, he was the last pick. He was the last pick every week. <laughs> but the ball went over his shoulder, I think, and he might have saw a shadow yeah. going. So he saw a car. He laced Leave the ball there and just go for the shadow. And I think, <laughs> I think the tractor was out, out of uh, war for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got so bad actually that say they were 13 and Macker just said that the five so there with the five so it's there. Come over, stand beside Yeah, that's what he he do talk tactics. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he got the most. You agree? Is he 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 be the dirtiest or hardest player you'd oh, ever come across? Nobody too. What about yeah. against the dirtiest player or hardest player? Um, couple of couple. Manion. I thought. Um, was, I he goal, said, was he? Was he a goal? I would have said. Yeah, yeah I would have said. Play for Rovers there. Maybe Tom McNulty or Patsy Fry in the Cork. I didn't find Patsy dirty. Oh, I thought he could. Yeah. Good. No. Leave the leg. Them Limerick lads. They had their moments as well, but a standout for me is uh, is <laughs> John Mannion. He attempted to take. I think he took Pat's jersey home in the eighty-five cup final after about ten minutes. He had it off. He battered him up and down that park. Oh, and uh, John Connolly again. He wants to know: Do the do you think that the players are too pampered nowadays, and do they have it easy compared to when you were playing? I, I think it's, it's just maybe I mean socially everything is different I think so, yeah. Yeah. so the game is different I think when I started in the game it was like it was like a war you know you, you yeah. came through the the B division league yeah. and in that league you were playing against like fellas who weren't getting in for their teams so I would have been playing against in the B league um, maybe fellas in Belgrove um, I remember Blacker Flanagan playing for Belgrove didn't know anything about these fellas, but they obviously had played yeah. and they were maybe on their way down. And I mean, I was only 18, I was getting battered. <laughs> you're going up, I was a centre half, I was going oh, up. They you, yeah. You're going up, like, as you would be, innocently, heading the ball, and somebody comes in with their elbow and just. So you have to learn very quickly. Yeah. And then, um, so the league was like, it was like a war of attrition. You just, if you got to the end of it, it was survival of the fist. Yeah. So I think now there's a lot more, definitely a lot more football played, and it's 
maybe not as not as physical physical and you can't yeah. tackle from behind and you can't, can't do this you can't <laughs> and, do there's, and there's cameras yeah. you can't even get away with elbow <laughs> but the pitches as well Kevin the pitches as well they're like yeah. carpets now yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Honestly, it's, the cup day wouldn't be a blade of grass on day anyway. yeah. laying really? on a sandpit yeah. it's, really? it's, 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 it's different yeah. well Glenmalore was always top oh, perfect. Perfect. it's just perfect sure, actually Celtic came that time the only per- person they tried to sign was the groundsman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt, whatever his yeah, name was, yeah. Matt. Oh, it was meticulous, yeah. yeah. perfect. So, uh, Jason Maloney has a question. He asked John... Who Jason doesn't have to ask me any questions. He knows everything about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to repeat it back. It's not what he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. He wants to know, who was your hero when you supported Rovers before you signed for us? Oh, Frank. Frank O'Neill. Frank O'Neill. Best player I've ever seen. Just a wizard. And he had the cleanest shorts ever. Never got them dirty. <laughs> never went the ground. Never made a tackle in his life. But my God, what an outside right! Just the best. My favorite all-time player, and will will go to me grave for saying that he was just magnificent. Yeah, we had Mick Lauder here, and he went on this big rant about how Frank used to always look up and pick out who he was going to cross it. Whereas nowadays, most wingers are like headless chickens, and yeah, they just yeah. they whip it in, and mm. they see that as an achievement. Yeah. No. Frank actually pinpointed who he was crossing for. Well, he, apparently, the, I don't know how true it used to say about Stanley Matthews, so it's obviously carried on to Frank that he used it in the old days, he used to have a lace in the ball. He turned the ball, the lace away, make sure that the lace was facing away from the header, yeah. from the centre yeah. forward by the time it arrived on his head. <laughs> I doubt that's true. But he was, he was, he was magnificent. And as Rovers never won the league, but we used to see him, like uh, Waterford, who won the thing four out of six tro- uh, leagues yeah. back in the. Uh, in the late 60s early 70s and they'd be doubling up on Frank and he still couldn't stop him it was just he was just amazed uh, Jason again he says I can still remember watching the lads fly up and down the left wing at Milltown was it something that they worked on in training or did the combination play just come naturally no I, I just think um, as I say John had more tricks going forward he definitely a better more forward player but then if I I, I could run all day. That was my strength. Is that I could I could run all day overlap and as you say, you wouldn't get away with sitting at left back. And we saw much of the ball that, um, well, we used to make Pat look good because <laughs> he'd be spraying fifty yard balls and we'd be getting on the end of it. But, but he knew he'd be there. Yeah, and, but I, if I went past John, John would just sit there. He could defend, and it was just a great combination. Yeah, actually. it was just it was made in heaven. Yeah, was fact. it a thing where you kind of knew what each other's traits were and you knew what was going to happen? You knew as soon as Kevin was gone, we knew yeah. he was no responsibility on him. Macker always said that if it's on your side if you make the forward yeah. one you see it out to all the way yeah. until it's gone either gone dead or it's back with the goalie yeah. you see it out you don't ret- never retreat never right. think about retreat it's always but, looking to go in squeeze on coaching now John they do an awful lot of stuff like they, they might take the midfielder and the full back and do little little uh, moves up the left and we never actually practiced and trained never did I, you know I'd pass to you and get one two and our wall pass nothing like that no. it just happened on a Sunday and yeah like physically, we were both able to run for ninety minutes, and and even yeah. when it comes to those five sides you spoke about as well, I I think that's lacking in the game today as well. I mean, you just it was just that was just football. That was just expressing yourself. Yeah. But our, five sides, I, I would say our five sides. Sometimes we got more. I mean, it were more challenging than the matches on Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. we really had 
the training was they were really intense five aside. Yeah. They didn't want to like there was all winners in that team. No, like big 20, personalities, wasn't it? And five aside, maybe twenty nineteen. Air five would be like one nil. Yeah. yeah, you know, it'd be like that intense, yeah. and it would mean so much to everybody. Everybody, yeah, it wouldn't be just. Oh, if you did, and if it, let, it would be really did, intense. And if you didn't do your business in training, you'd, you'd know about it quick enough. you'd be laced out. And who was who was uh, who was the five aside king? Who was who was always top dog in the five aside? Anyone ever stick out when you was talking? Well, I mean, I I would. Right, like Pat Bourne was like I I describe him as like a flamingo among pigeons. He was <laughs> Pat was Pat was brilliant. Oh, he yeah, was, he was because Jesus. when you got the ball on a Sunday, I wouldn't be as I say, John was better on the ball than me. But you got the ball and you're like nowadays are in different teams. You're looking for people and they're hiding and they're yeah. running away and. He wanted the ball, so the ball all the time, and, and he'd always be in a position to get it. Give me the ball before you got it. He'd be he in could a position. Make a yard. He could. He took it every. He, there was never anybody was going to close now. No. Took a great move and great first touch. Spray a ball 50, 60 yards. And quicker than a lot of people giving credit yeah, for it. Someone used to say, I think I can't remember who told me, we used to take free kicks like Penos. He just. If he got a free kick in the edge of the box, it was a goal. Yeah. He was yeah. definitely. Yeah. He was brilliant. He was but he came back from so. England and, and Scotland, like, and no, normally you'd be thinking he's just going to put his feet up and put his slippers no, on. He drove us He on. really was. He was the As if he was something to prove. Do you, yeah. do you remember yeah. him uh, getting Mick with a scruff? On his mixed debut, apparently Mick Bourne was saying um, he thought he was doing fine at half time. He came in, Mick, Mick Hammer or Mick Hammer him. Or I, don't, I don't remember. Pat Hammer him. I don't remember that one, but I do remember um, early doors uh, before Mick had arrived. It was still Campbell and Bucko up front. The Campbell had made us run into an inside right kind of position, which is between the outside right and the centre forward. Say so, right. it's this little channel, whatever you want to call it. We used to call it the inside right channel. And Pat had already had started his run in there. Oh well, Jesus! There was holy war. The, the, the whole half time, Pat just lashed Campbell. Out. Don't you go in there? That's not your job to go in there. That's my space. And he, I've heard and, that. And Campbell was saying, Campbell's left there. Go, but but I'm yeah. the phone. Oh, <laughs> don't go in. Yeah, and sure enough, Campbell never went in there again because. <laughs> Because he just loved that run yeah. and he, he was easily picked out as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, but he knew exactly how to run it. He ran the whole games. He mm. ran the games for everything, every week. That's brilliant. So next question is from Niall Keenan. He wants to know, since they both played positions close to the touchline, can you ask them what was their most unusual inter- interaction with a crowd or a supporter that they had during their career? There was a great story of a colleague of mine in Dublin 16 used to tell Tony Stafford, Lord of Mercy on him, he's dead now, but he's a great robbers man. Played for Longford Town and his, his claim to fame. But uh, Staff used to say, he used to tell a story on a Monday morning after we played a home match. He said, Oh, yeah. He said, uh, Sure, John says to Dermot Keeley, he says, says Dermot, it's only a minute left to half time. I said, How do you know that, John? He says, Well, Stafford's heading for the bar. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I had some very interesting um, uh, uh, talks with, with uh, a few people on the sidelines, but I couldn't repeat any of them. Anything interesting? No, I don't. I'll be honest with you. When when you're on the yeah, the focus the pitch, is just, you just you don't even hear. And I'm, I'm sure most of it is like you know, come on, I would have radio, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Or, or you're doing great. I, I never, I wouldn't have heard the things so. or feck off like to somebody. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's always that. But like, yeah. you're just so engrossed in the it's game. Not like, not like Gary Shaw. Someone called him a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, he said and a game once. He remembers it. He well. remembers it to this day. <laughs> shows, he feels, <laughs> shows, yeah. And uh, so, how do you think that the four-year-old team would have got on in Europe if they had full-time training, summer football, and modern-day 
strength and conditioning? I don't know. It's a straight answer. I don't know. That was always a huge disappointment, wasn't it, Kevin? Yeah, Europe. Yeah. 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 Now, I know we got a couple of hard draws, but the Linfield one is just a stick out. I don't know how we, beat, how yeah. we didn't beat them. Yeah. Well, I would never know. Were you the better team on the day? Oh, we absolutely tore them to shreds up there. They had the bloke sent off. And we made five glorious chances. They were absolute beauts. And on the lead up to the actual game itself and the the travel arrangements up there. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Was it was the security tight? Yeah, it was. Oh, she was more coppers there than supporters, I think. It yeah. Was mm. It was unreal. And Rovers travellers or Rovers, Rovers fans were told not to travel, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some did go up, saw a few lunatics yeah, yeah. in the stand. Yeah. With their jackets yeah. over their jerseys. Yeah, yeah. no jerseys. Don't, don't and was it intense? Yeah. It was intense, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But once the game started, you might as well be anywhere else. It doesn't yeah. matter. And then, yeah, it was a huge disappointment. We should, we should have done them there. But then even we had the advantage coming down to Milltown. Yeah. We never fired, did we? Yeah. They got a goal from a corner, which which was hugely unusual for us to concede yeah. from a set piece. Absolutely unheard of. Because that was Keeley's, the, like his absolute go-to say, do concede. not concede from uh, set plays. <laughs> I think Linfield then only narrowly lost to uh, Panathinaikos yeah, or something. Yeah, they were very unlucky and then they the played next Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. So, would that make extra frustrating looking ahead to what might have been? I mean, I'd switched off at that sale. It's something I always do though. Yeah. I mean, the likes of, uh, like we, we beat um, AIK over 90 minutes and we we should have got through and I always kind of keep an eye on the team we went out yeah, right, and yeah, see yeah. who we could have got and yeah. who, who what could have been well, at, least, at least you were getting you were getting half decent draws you could be drawn against anybody I mean we got Celtic yeah. in 87 or whatever yeah. you're two games away from the quarterfinals really yeah so yeah. Yeah. But now, like nowadays you're getting these you know Eastern European teams yeah, it's and Stony or Lithuania yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't the same, really, um, same allure Luxembourg or something yeah there was look, there was progress Copenhagen was it Progress neither car mm-hmm. Um Yeah, Bill Gleason again. He said, oh, we uh, asked, I remember. "Did we do? Did we go to that?" building. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, what's this at the bottom of your Wikipedia page, John? It says perhaps the pinnacle of his career oh, yeah. was in 1989 <laughs> when he was named on Frank Bork Sing Street Best All Time Eleven. Yeah, um, a good pal of mine, Ian Ferris, fellow at the school with Sing Street, <laughs> uh, added that on. So I, it was a great joke. I thought it was very really funny. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, Disputed at all, and thanks, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get picked for for much these days. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, best player you've played with and against, and we're going to be hitting you with this one as well, John. So you can think. <laughs> John saying, "Don't pick me." No, no my colleagues. No, my colleagues. <laughs> uh, best player with was it had to be Pat Bourne. Yeah, definitely. Um, and probably closely followed, I say, by Liam Coyle. At, Mm. One stage in Derry. Really? Oh, that good? Amazing, oh, amazing. Amazing player. Young player. Very young. Came into the Derry club. Oh. And just... Lit the place lit up. up. Yeah, he was brilliant. Um, struggled with his knee then afterwards, but he was fantastic. Yeah. But I think of, I think for Pat Bourne... For you longevity. Know, yeah, just coming back from England, you kind of think this fella's just going to go through the motions. And he was so good. He was just, as I say, a flamingo among peasants. He was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And what about against? The best player you played against? Against in the league. Could be anyone, or even Europe, yeah. or like a League of Ireland eleven against anything, someone, yeah. anyone that stuck out. Played, in your yeah. mind. Well, the ter- underage, the Terry, was <laughs> the Lajos, yeah. he was, oh, he was with, um, extraordinary. Hanved. With Hanved, he was he was fantastic because I mean I couldn't catch him. To kick. <laughs> couldn't catch him to kick him. Um, was that Brazilian with Benfica as well? Do you remember him? 
He went. He represented Brazil then yeah. in the following right. World Cup. It was a couple. Of, yeah, we played some great. Yeah, that was one or two great. I his name. Shadows just running yeah. around the pitch. I couldn't catch them. And and then with Bowers, yeah, with Bowers, I played against that French team. I think Bordeaux was it? Oh, Sherman sure was playing. Singing um, yeah. me, Jake. Yeah. Zidane. Zidane. Yeah. Zidane. Zidane. Yeah. He Zidane. played. That was a great. There's a few future World Cup winners in there. He, he played on that team, but uh, I don't remember him actually being being these. Not like the Terry. I mean, he yeah, was. Yeah, he was like. Pat Bourne on speed. He was brilliant. He was brilliant. Yeah. And so, same with you, John. Let's play our Witten against. Oh, God. Uh, Wit uh, is Pat. Yeah. yeah, still to this day. I think he was the best thing I've ever seen. He's just, I thought he was a genius. Um, against. Wish them. him well as well, actually. Oh, yeah. We he had a bit of an accident, yeah, so yeah, hopefully yeah, he gets well soon. Yeah, Broke absolutely. his femur. Yeah, yeah no, it was a tough yeah. one to break. Yeah. Sure. And I saw him a couple of weeks ago at the at the Aviva when he was we went back with the Shells team and uh, it must have been only a couple of days afterwards he had that accident so yeah shocking. Well, I yeah. think about Nick McCarthy asked me to give someone a shout out just while we're thinking yeah. it. It's uh, Sean McCarthy in Malta. Big Walrus fan listens to the show so big shout out to Sean McCarthy in Malta. Another um, overseas listeners. Another overseas mm-hmm. hoop yeah. I have a quick question I'm going to show here though you might have to think about it for a minute. Funniest moment in football. Could be on or off the pitch. Who was Alan O'Neill told a good one? He said he uh oh, the dog. The dog, he had to catch a dog and he fucked mm. it over the fence. <laughs> it was a picture of him in the paper. You'd be inclined to say Anton that Harry Kenny was involved with funny, you should say that funny man. He was I was just the funniest thing ever. He's, he's I remember just, as you were saying that we were saying you don't concede for set pieces. I don't know who we were playing. Could have been Limerick or UCD because of a funny feel it was anyway the ball came over somebody scores against us from a corner I think it was for Limerick and Keely goes around he says where did he come from and Harry said UCD I think it was lucky he didn't get the uh, head belted off him Harry, he was funny, just yeah. a he's quick he's, yeah. oh, he's the funniest man yeah but probably the most bizarre I had was um, I don't know if you were playing John that day Pascal Vatican's own goal oh yeah Against somebody or other. There's no one there. And he went to put it out like for a corner. Fucking very good for a dirty. But he actually curled it into the bottom <laughs> corner. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful finish. But everyone just started laughing. <laughs> that was the most bizarre, wasn't he? Um <laughs> So what about uh if you had to pick a highlight of Rogers from your years then? One game or moment or achievement. Oh god. That's tough. I really enjoyed the Celtic game at home. Probably yeah. gave them a great oh, that, game. Yeah, we did. And it was a great night. They bring yeah. many over, many spots. Oh, they brought thousands. And I mean, Louis had... He stands he had everywhere. St- chairs and tables, he everywhere. Yeah. He had that wobbly stand in the car park. Nice. How there was no yeah. killed. <laughs> the things started wobbling after about 10 minutes. You're always looking up. Going, You're avoiding it. Yeah. yeah. I said, I hope none of my family are in there. <laughs> yeah. That was a great night. That it was. was. Nice. And we gave them a good game. I enjoyed that, yeah. Yeah, that was memorable. How about if I rephrase the question? Your most treasured medal, then? Is there a specific final or oh, league that my most, treasure, my most treasured medal was my first. Uh, well, I have two of them. Can I have two of them? Go yeah, of course. Go. Two most treasured medals. <laughs> Obviously, the first league win after 20 years mm. in 1984. A um, uh, great memory was I came off the pitch after all the celebrations and all. Just going into the dressing room, my brother standing there, Joe, the lifelong Rover supporter, big square glasses. I'll never forget it. And the tears <laughs> running down his face. I just. 
just magic, sat with you magic, forever. Yeah. yeah, magic memory. And my first cup medal, cup winners medal with Rovers, because that's all as a kid. I remember I went my first cup final was the '69 cup final against Cork Celtic, the replay in Daly Mount, and I went over and I just caught the bug. It was a, it was under floodlights. Daly Mount looked for me it just looked like. Wembley yeah. basically yeah. it was just a huge stadium and the, the colours they were wearing gold and Rovers were wearing the hoops green and white hoops and it was like a, it was like magic almost and then just somebody sprinkled dust and we got we hammered them for one so the, that's all from then on all I ever wanted to do from the age of nine was to win the Rovers win a, win a cup medal with Rovers hopefully we get to see it because I think I wasn't born when they won their last cup I think the 87 87 yeah. yeah that was the last one yeah. it's done dark yeah well, same well, the gaff brought the medal to show you what it looks like because <laughs> <laughs> you might never see one I actually I'd, lo- I'd lo- actually never seen it yeah, yeah, bloody chance as they're yeah, bringing all of them sitting in the drawer somewhere yeah. so they're not hanging question. on the walls same no. question to gaff so most treasured medal I suppose any of the I, it wasn't the first one or the last one or yeah. any any league medal I, I just all special but, uh, I, don't, I have to say with Rovers it was kind of a case of uh, like you win it and it was just and it was really kind of beaten into you Forget about that. You yeah, because that's gone. Let's go for the next one. Yeah. Straight like, on again. Yeah, yeah, straight away. I mean, you had your kind of a night out and you had yeah. enjoyed it for about a week. And then I remember going back at train and it was like... On you go. McLaughlin used to be going on about attitude and, you know, you, why do teams never win it a second time? Because, you know, fellas start smelling on themselves yeah. and start <laughs> stop running and stop making the runs and, you know, get lazy. And so he was always just... And, and players around like Keely and we had a lot of big... Big personalities there, yeah. Larko yeah. and oh, just Pat leaders, all oh, leaders. Just like, and even starts smelling themselves here, they're gone. You know, yeah. somebody else to come in. And yeah. it was always the case that you were, there was always people turning up for training, like, like trials or something. Yeah, you remember? There was, yeah. Fella would all come kinds in, of fellas, yeah. Put him in a game there, and you'd be thinking, this fella could be a left foot. You know, so yeah. You were always, always on your toes. Don't don't even for a minute take it for granted. Or any of the friendies, there'll be always guests. So I yeah, remember Mick Bennett right. coming in and Mick Bourne is looking at him going, yeah. seriously? You could never relax. No, you couldn't. It was brilliant though. Yeah, so Kevin, you're still involved with coaching with uh, St. Paul's and Northside. Rob sent in that, that text. Tell us, so. uh, yeah. tell us a bit about it. Are you enjoying your coaching? Yeah, I like, I, I'm doing the, the, the small side of the game, which is all underage kids. Um, Retreat line and the whole Yeah, the whole it's business. great and it's really, I mean, I don't know whether it's going to work in the long term, but they have this this kind of uh, thing now where you, it's, there's no leagues kept, there's no... Yeah, my young lad's playing on the lines yeah. now and I, I actually like the structure, I like it but well, I don't yeah. think a lot of, I don't think enough coaches know the rules and they're not enforcing it and it's, and they're, they're, there's a lot of competitiveness as well, which is which is fine to a certain extent, but mm. I don't see players being utilised as regards to you're supposed to switch them around constantly and get them used to playing football in every position, whereas mm. some coaches just want to win. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that we need to kind of get away from that mentality at that age and just get them used to playing football. Yeah. And it, getting it, better technically. It's hard to know because it, every so often they bring in a new director of football. It's your man, real doctor now. And it's, yeah. You know, sometimes they... They come along and they say we're going to use it like like a medicine ball and keep the ball on the ground. Then they come along and now it's we're using it. It's like a balloon that we use. That they the are ice. quite light, aren't they? So those balls. And then they get progressively heavier. Like, but I think the idea is good that kids aren't under pressure to win. Now, obviously, parents, as John's saying beforehand, talking to John, parents are keeping score and they're the worst things about those keeping, games. They're keeping they're, uh, they're unbelievable. The parents, you know, leagues in their head, kind of thing. But uh, I like I like this. 
I like at a young age because there's that enthusiasm for the game and it's it's great, you know. Yeah. Certainly as it gets older, I mean 13, 14, 15, and it seems to be that if a kid doesn't get picked now for a national league team, which which they have at that age, yeah. now, it's like as if they're just saying, ah, no. I know it's it's it is quite harsh on on kids. They if they don't play in that national league, yeah. they probably think they're they're not good enough or whatever. Yeah. But well, as I said, I, I would have got to and John would be saying you get to eighteen, which are which are school big club, and mm. then you go to League of Ireland B or whatever. And it was like more of a progression, but now it's like you haven't been picked by a fifteen by Bowes schoolboys or yeah, that is always late bloomers, isn't it? Well, there always is, but it's very hard to tell a young fellow that if he's not I know, if he's not yeah. involved. But um. No, I like the I like the small side of the game. I have to say it's it's rewarding. And uh, after returning, John, you had a short spell coaching Longford Town and St James Athletic in yeah. the Lancer Senior League. So, any involvement in the game now? No, you done. Yeah. Um, St James Athletic, where are they from? Uh, Clonskey. The Clonskey, yeah, eh? Ashton's pub. Are they still around? Uh, I think they amalgamated with Pegasus. Ah, did they right? Yeah, so that's the thing. But uh, yeah, I did enjoy that, I have to say. I was there for uh, three years. I was saying to Kevin as well, I, I don't know, uh, Kevin's much more patient than me because I used to do, uh, they used to have a couple of underage teams at the time. They only had two, I think they were about 12 now, but they right. really expanded up, up the bottom end of, the, of, their, of their club. But I had a couple of, I think, an under eights and an under uh, under elevens, and the under elevens were a smashing team, some great players. But the under eights, I just couldn't cope with them at all. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't kick snow off a rope for any of them. Oh, it's awful. I felt sorry for them in the end because I was just yeah, right for never start the match. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And you're in Tala every other week, season ticket holder. Yeah. So give us your thoughts on this season and what we need, and just oh. your general opinions on this team. Pretty start. Um, um, better than last year that's uh, one thing I will say I thought it was better than last year um, uh, the lad be son from Bowes has been a huge plus um, Watts Dylan Watts I think he's been brilliant yeah. he's been infectious so actually. forward thinking isn't he but that's the thing it's all you need it's, you need somebody to grasp the team by the scruff of the neck yeah. in some games and just get on with it instead of waiting for things to happen which yeah. we seem to be doing um, Alan Manis is a huge plus mm. and we've been struggling for about three years for, to get a goal like seriously how can we struggle for so long to get a goal we have one now anyway um, man, let's see, a centre half we, I think we need I think league race has been great do you think we need a centre half yeah, yeah I do yeah and, we need and a left like back. someone to start or as cover no starter you need a starter yeah, yeah. Lee, I think I don't think we found a partner for him yeah do you think properly. if we had Joey O'Brien for he'd do the job no no think so no really yeah. as in you don't think he's good enough no <laughs> yeah, I'd be the opposite. We now, need a left back. Know. We need a left back. Yeah, I think Trevor's gonna start there. Oh, well, if, if, if Trevor's fit, yeah. gets fit. Yeah. yeah. And Kavanagh, what about Ethan Boyle? Cabinet's wasted at uh, left back. I know, but I think if Cabinet goes back to left wing, I think that could be a good combo. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, if they stay fit, they, they fit. can. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, who knew we were gonna lose Trevor after? About three games last year, whatever Clatter, it was. Wasn't he? Oh, it was unbelievable. And what do what do you think of Eden Boyle? Because the, the opinions are extremely yeah. divided. Well, and I'd be the same. I think the jury's still out. I think yeah. he's learning and learning and learning. He's getting better, getting better. He's a big unit, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and he's a good lad. Seems like he's enthusiastic as well, which is great. Um, Dylan, uh, Ronan, love. Um, he went so well. Um, Danny Kern. No, not Danny. Um, the lad midfield. Bolger. Bulger, yeah, I think he's improved this year. In fairness, though, I think he's put in a shift at the especially the second half of this season. Um, so definitely has. So, he has improved. So, with that said, 
We just signed Aaron McEnough. So yeah, where is he going to play? That's where what I'd is, like to know. Well, where is our midfield stand there? Because our our yeah. tree have been doing so well there. Yeah. Dodger, Finn, of late, yeah. What? I think Finnar could be. Oh no! At the end of the, I think so. The best players we've had. Yeah, but I, t- I genuinely think that he could. Your man McEnough is a good player. I've seen him play. He's very, he was excellent against us. Uh, and of course, we need uh, Twiggy back, <laughs> or his brother, or his cousin, somebody. his auntie. <laughs> his auntie. It's just not. It's you know what? It's so hard to find but a goal scorer. That's the thing. We were. God, they said we two a penny. We were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rovers had a serious turnover. Like Dundalk the last it was few incredible. years. Incredible. Where are they getting? They just torn them over constantly. They tell, they McMillan, they'd Hoban, they'd Hoban mm. again. They just kept torn yeah, the old scorers over and over. Yeah. Unbelievable. And they're the most important good blokes. You can say what you like about all the lovely play that goes on behind, but if you have somebody who gets you 24 yeah. goals a year, they're yeah. priceless. Absolutely. Really is, yeah. So if you ha- uh, would you stick with the same formation that we're playing currently? No. Four, two, three, one, what would you go for? No, because <laughs> like, I go with the ones that I won leagues with. Four, four, two? Yeah. Mm. Won Alex Ferguson and a million leagues in the, in, in, the, in England as well. So I don't see anything. Until, until somebody proves it wrong, I'd love to see somebody go, have the courage to go back to it because everybody's playing that 4-4, 4-5-1 or whatever. Yeah, I, lo- I, yeah, I certainly love 4-4-2. I, I would love, love to see somebody have the, just the courage to go out and start with 4-4-2 and, and keep with it for whatever and see how well, successful it is. If you remember, John, there was never, we never played any other formation. And like it was like in the game, if something happened even against foreign teams, yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. there was never any... A shout from the bench to say we're going four two three one. Yeah, it was just like players had to adapt to what's happening on the pitch. On the pitch, right. yeah. you, were you, left. Might, you might have kids say you need to push on a bit, or yeah, you know. Do you think too much thought has been put into yeah. formations? Yeah. I don't think the players are given enough scope yeah. on the pitch make, to, to do what to make the things happen, happen for themselves. You, with it. you know, yeah. like, because you used to do was give us the framework. Like yeah, and I might have said to John. Fucking get close and down, yeah, or, or, or drop, let him it, have a job. Well, voice from it. somebody on the pitch, you know, that's yeah, what you just, want. But that's what your 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 colleagues are there for, your your teammates. Our manager is thinking that if we play four and the other team are playing five, we're just going to get overrun midfield and we'll lose control. Well, only if you don't have the ball. Mm, that seems to be what yeah. their mindset is a lot of the time. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I suppose, but yeah. but never opened his mouth during a match. Yeah, you no. might say a few words no. before no never, never had to or as, as Kevin was saying one of your, the senior lads or Gaff even would say to me John squeeze on a bit tighter because your man's getting too much room or yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's only little tiniest little uh, but they're tweaks that are necessary tweaks, yeah, yeah. Oh, and that, and such happened, a subtle difference like they're yeah. happening there and then because most of the time with other teams if you come in at half time you're, you're two or three down you sort it out and well, it was better in the second half. The horse is too late. Yeah. It's like something that has to be done now. Let's, you know, let's start. Do you think now. we're lacking that? Yeah. Leaders, no, leaders on the pitch. No leader on the yeah. pitch. Oh. Yeah. Who would you have as captain? Ronald Finn. Yeah? Yeah. Do you, think he's, do you think he's, I don't think he's hopeful enough. I don't think he is, but I think he does, what he does do, he leads by example. Do you think so? Yeah, I think he puts a That's shift in. That's the debate we always have. Every single shift. Yeah. I, maybe I've, I'm we always green debate. with glasses or whatever <laughs> for Ronald, but I, I think he's a very impressive footballer. And uh, yeah, so we signed Mac and Evan. Kevin, how how closely have you followed Rovers in recent years? I don't. I don't go to the games. No, no. <laughs> I didn't go. To, if I was injured, I didn't go to the game. I got to say, <laughs> come up on Sunday. No, no. I used to say, I'm watching okay, the car. Yeah, yeah Tom, I would. I would in Glenmalure. I'd stand amongst the crowd and have a look. But I don't go to the League of Ireland games now. I don't. But my fear for Rovers would be, and I'd like to see Rovers win. I, I have an affection for Rovers more than Derry or Shells or Dundalk or anyone else to play them. Um, 
my view with the way it is at the moment is like as if I think they're producing young players and then the young players are going to be taken away maybe to England for a year or two and when they come back I'm thinking Disillusion, they're going to come back to Dundalk or Cork or something you know yeah. and, and Rovers aren't going to see the benefits so I don't know it's um, it's a tough one it's a tough one with Rovers so the, the rumours yeah, Joe Gormley Joe Gormley were in for the rumours Mills Shamrock rumours as we call it the off season yeah, yeah. silly season Joe Gormley is the record goal scorer for Cliftonville Oh, so yeah, he's banging them in up there. So that's twenty-eight is a good age. Twenty-eight, so. good mm. age. Probably how old was Twiggy when he came to us? Somewhere mm. maybe twenty-seven, maybe Some a bit similar, younger. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we need a goal scorer, like we said. So Joe so. Gormley, haven't seen him play, but we've a couple of Cliftonville, uh, not fans, but connections. Yeah, connections, and the lads are saying he is a good striker. But like I said, we I don't I've seen him play. You know, you see clips of him. I've seen. Yeah, on a Monday evening, yeah, yeah. Me, he looks. Yeah, he looks good. He looks right? decent. Kevin will tell you, it's a different league, isn't it, Kevin? Up there. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Kevin's played there. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's still so. the, that. I think there's a bit of a gulf. It goal. is part of time as well. I mean, look at yeah. look at uh, Arne Kearney last year. His team were playing in Europe. He was in fucking Lanzarote <laughs> or something. Just sunbathing. He didn't even go to the yeah. game. Yeah. He was on holidays. Current the that's Pat, happened a few times Corrin the Pat Tohi it's a poxy league yeah there it's we a, go. Po- a poxy league <laughs> he tells us every week <laughs> well, uh, the first match I played up there was against Ballyclare Comrades Ballyclare Comrades and I swear to God it was like a, it was a real eye opener because all I could see was bodies flying everywhere now, I, I could I could leave my foot in but these fellas were like it was like karate chop <laughs> it was bloody mayhem it was and I thought to myself I'm never going to get out of here I'm in peace anyway I got 18 months out I only got one broken ankle that's all <laughs> just Jesus. the one yeah, yeah so uh, McMillan's another one that we're hearing um, yeah he, he has decent. like he's got 5 goals and 11 starts mm. but he's not a regular in the team yeah. at the moment so that's a He's still knocking him in though. <laughs> What's the story yeah. there? You got to be banging on the gaffer's door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, five goals and 11 starts. What do you know yeah. what I'd be doing? That's crazy. So there's lots of rumours flying around. I'd be delighted with him though. Yeah, that'd be a fantastic sign. How old is he? He he wouldn't be too old now. See, he's um twenties, twenty four. He's a chartered uh accountant. No, something else. Surveyor. Yes, I think that's what it is. <laughs> he's one of those UCD so graduates. So his like time Benson is done, you know. He, yes. he, he can he can afford to kind of just pick and choose. So I'd love to have him. There, we definitely need a striker. But do you think the style of football that we play, we struggle to create chances for our striker? That's the thing. That's where Trevor is going to make a huge difference, yeah. I think, because that boy is Kavanagh has got some left peg on him. It's yeah. a wand he has. And as I say, I hate seeing him playing left and back. And it's wasted he's, at, oh, at the back, yeah. He can't defend to save his life. <laughs> save, but it's not his fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's doing the job. But when he gets into those into those forward, some of the stuff it he is, puts it's across. Wild, isn't it wouldn't be Kevin Brady near. <laughs> yeah. He right. some great crosses for Kerr, especially. Yeah. He got some winners yeah. against Sligo and someone else. Just right. pinpoint cross for yeah. Kerr. I know, he, he, has, he definitely has, he has, has something mm. to contribute further on up the pitch. Yeah. If you can only get someone on the far side now with similar ilk. I think we're really lacking wingers. We really yeah. are. I mean, Absolutely. we've no pace or power on the wings. No. And I was only thinking, reviewing the season in my head, whenever we were playing football, and I never expected us to do anything from the wings. When I look back at it this season, I always thought our our chances, just subconsciously, our chances are going to get created in the middle of the park. We didn't, we're never going to do it wide. It was like my, my, in my head, I was thinking, yeah. we're not going to create out net wide. 
And that was just because of Rover's goal, where somebody got it wide down the wing, took on a, a Billy full back, he was great for yeah, and, and put across it. Yeah, he's the last one. Yeah. Long goes there you go. Australian has, tr- has been trying to do that, but just no end products yet, to be fair. That's right. And on the right, <laughs> no I further gone was in that job. Who else? Brandon Mele. He's, he's not aware. Um, no. he's, he's a little bit on the heavy side as well. Brandon Kavanagh. Brandon Kavanagh. He's, sorry he's, for him. I, I can't wait to see more of him now. I, I'd probably see him as a 10, really, they, isn't they he? Need to, they need to start feeding him some serious carbs now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very slow, isn't he? Very slow. And uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. Uh, the fixture list that'll be released on Wednesday, nineteenth of December. So we're looking one last show in the yeah, Christmas year. stocking gap. Yeah, <laughs> two thousand nineteen season will commence Friday, February fifteenth, and the Europa League qualifiers are on July eleventh and eighteenth. So can't wait for the fixture list to come out, and can't wait for the season to start. To be honest, don't know what to be doing on Friday nights. The qualifiers are what July eleventh, July eleventh and eighteenth. So we know we don't we don't know. Usually we don't find out three weeks yeah, beforehand. That's right. So we know now. Look at the flights now. That's it. Can't wait. Can't wait. Lafayette, please. I'll go. Rigas. Yeah. Must be nice. That's going to be Latvia. Yeah. <laughs> Lithuania, even. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
that seems to be. Oh, what do you think? The rugby would, you, would you would uh, you think it's a good move? It's probably the cheapest option, and yeah. just to keep it ticking over. They might have somebody else maybe lined up. But would you have liked to see Stephen Kenny get it? I don't know whether I. I mean, like Stephen Kenny was never getting. I, I like him, and I like the way he's done with Dundalk and that. But yeah. I have a feeling it would be like kind of a Lenza senior manager taking the League of Ireland team. And you might have players saying, oh, fuck is that, you know? Yeah. You know, like that's a quite similar jump actually. Yeah. Way, I would think it would be like that. <laughs> I was you know, if someone played with Rovers and you got somebody that's managing mm-hmm. whoever Bangor yeah. Celtic or something down they, they won three leagues and they let us in and they, they give them the Rovers. Job or I think twenty years ago maybe, but uh, Kenny did an interview recently and he talked about how he's actually managed a good few other players. Yeah. yeah. And like nine or ten of them have played League of Ireland. Yeah. So I think it's a different I, I'm not saying they should yeah. they should feel like that, but I, I don't know what what a full time Professionals going to think about Stephen Kenny. I, I, you know, I would no, no trouble playing for him. But say a similar um, scenario when Kerr got the job originally, that the players were kind of going. And he'd had a few with him at underage did you, level. Did you play for Brian? Yeah. And did you have any thoughts on who you thought should be installed as the manager yourself? Can other candidates? It's such a small field, isn't yeah. it? Really, like mm. you'd like to see somebody with positive football ideas. Yeah. I don't I know, no, we haven't seen what Mick is doing. We're not going to be seeing champagne football, put it that way. Well, no, but, you know, the North have similar uh, players to us, to similar, yeah. pick from a similar pool, and, yeah. and Michael O'Neill has them playing yeah. reasonably well. Like They don't play brilliant football, yeah. but sometimes well, the football does break well, down. Yeah. Last year, it was very flat with the Republic. Yeah, yeah. oh, it was just, the wheels were falling off all over the shop. It's like a clown's car. Did you see the St. Pat's board convened unbelievable to was. announce their endorsement of Stephen Kenny as the Ireland man they came out with a statement and they said we fully recommend and approve Stephen Kenny's their board actually met to discuss this and then made Pat's? a statement they all, yeah. Yeah, they all sat down together and says right we're going to put a statement now. I thought you were going to say Harry's Harry's, <laughs> Harry's endorsement there's no way Harry got involved in that. how bizarre is that the board sat around and said right we're going to announced that we think Stephen Kenny should get the Ireland job imagine Rovers did that we'd be fucking mortified yeah. we'd be mortified I don't unbelievable know. I don't know what's going on there that's very yeah, strange Harry's got a, a lot of work on his hands <laughs> I think I think he'll have them do, doing well and you know, I think Shaw's he's going to he'll probably well. get about 25 goals next year oh. will you see oh yeah well 50 quid because I thought I said he'd get 15 plus goals this season I still haven't paid it <laughs> just, I, owe t- t- I, I bet him 50 quid the shots you get 15 plus goals yeah I don't get two. Up the place. two goals isn't it yeah, three two two fold out the bench <laughs> with one game left and, I say, and, he, and he's like you're going to pay up so this one, 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 eight eight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know that's it and uh, thanks a million for coming in it's been fantastic thanks lads so there's one thing before we go go on um, you know, I represented the junior hoops oh, at the quiz. Go. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> well, they gave me this. They locked me up in a, in a room. He's a t-shirt here. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't said, believe this. Yeah, ask the lad he said he was going to do this. I can't believe he actually did. For the first prize money back from the quiz. <laughs> now, there's been cheating, Kevin. You oh, yeah, we okay. were at the Rovers quiz and it was cheating. Going on, right? Yeah. Allegedly. At the at led no we admittedly by um, <laughs> Rovers current left back and sometimes soon to be left side midfielder who was at your table I think confused <laughs> young man from I can't believe he, he, he was had his phone out 
<laughs> so just for listeners, uh, there's been a civil war with the junior hoops and Tales from the East and, and they beat us in the five-a-side that we hosted 6-4 and this, he has a t-shirt on he's, he's got that whipping off his jumper he's got a t-shirt saying junior hoops 6-4 Tifty's cheats <laughs> <laughs> oh Bill Gleeson some fella oh, what a way to end the show we, we, let um, me get a photo but we got over now <laughs> looking forward to the rematch now in March yeah, yeah. and what you have to leave your phones at the door <laughs> speak oh, easy there'll yeah. be no question about it we're there's going to be a Wi-Fi we're going to win ban what a way to end there'll the be show. no doubt about our victory this time right so that's it lads and uh, thanks thanks for coming and uh, keep on hooping here Mm-hmm.